93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Previously on Preston and Steve. Let's uh, see what's up at Fox. So, Mike, you've been running for me. Now that you're back here at the desk, I need to see your hands. And we need to see Preston and Steve's hands, too. Yes, for this study. Good morning, guys. Have you been checking your hands this morning? Uh, Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, you're, uh, the correlation between how you treat uh, treat women and your hands, correct? That's right. Your index fingers and your ring fingers. Are they close in length at all? Um, e- no. Yeah, well, there you go. Hmm. Can you see mine? Oh, uh, no, wait a minute. A little bit. I so think- what's the survey say? It says if you answered yes to the fact if they're close to each other, or if one is longer than if the, what, the ring finger? Let me look back up. If your index finger is longer than your ring finger... Or if they're just really close together, then you're out of luck. You're not likely to listen, smile, or laugh, or even compliment women. Well, no. So what's a, all right, what's the case? What uh, say that? Because this gets confusing. All right, so if your index SPS. finger, if your index finger is longer than your ring finger, yes, longer okay. than your ring finger. Uh, I can't tell. I know no, it looks just... like my ring finger is longer, right? My well, here <laughs> on my right hand, my ring finger is longer than my index finger, and on my left hand, they're about the same length. Well, that's weird. That's well, then that means you, that means you answered yes to it because it says if it's longer, if it's even close together, so that I, means you're not a nice guy. Both my middle <laughs> fingers have worked in the adult film industry, so that I know. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, uh, now my ring finger is longer than my index finger. Uh-huh. And it looks like Preston's has the same thing. His ring finger is longer than his index finger. So I wonder if that means you're really nice then? I well, think that means he's I'm a looking... nice guy. Uh, yeah, there's some holes in this theory here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. We're both, we're both bastards. Okay, now, oh, gonna... wow. listen to this. I'm going to throw yeah. this back at you because this is all about male. I saw another study that says that uh-huh. women whose index finger is shorter than their ring finger are more likely to hold a traditionally male job. How about that? Huh. And, and, and my index finger is shorter than my ring finger. If your index so there should be a man sitting here. Put him up again. No, no, no. It means that you are you would make a great lumberjack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> you just uh, would have hmm. that. See, all of these things though, they come out and there's you know, there's all all these surveys. I don't know. I uh, if you're that concerned with your fingers, then you're not living life to its fullest. That's what my grandmother always said before we had her committed. Yeah. In fact, for this whole segment, I think we should look to the finger in between the ring finger and the index finger. Yes, yes, yes exactly. We or can... maybe it's just that it's so hard dating right now that we have to look at men's fingers to get an indication of how it's going to go. Then maybe we should do it. I say, ladies, look at the man's car. That's your better indication. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Or spell yeah. his finger because. That's not right. We won't yeah. be doing that. No. Yeah, yeah. I thought women did look at man's hands for other reasons. Yeah, that's feet. Yeah, oh, that's feet. Yeah. Length and so forth. Yes, big feet, yeah. big shoes. Yeah, yeah that's what they say. Kill more bugs. Big hands, mm. big gloves. Oh, yep. All right, guys, we'll see you uh, next week. All right, take care, guys. We'll see you later. All right, if they're willing to come back on, is that what you said? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. It's, it's one of those you see studies like that all the time, and they're they're pretty bogus. They're fun to talk about, but uh, you know. I don't buy into any of that crap. I mean, I wonder what the degree with the built-in margin of error is on something like this. My guess is probably 50%. Yeah, maybe something like that. I always look at people's hands. Yeah, I do do too. 
Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Hand because my hands are all effed up. Your your hands are like uh, I'm surprised that you don't work outside. Like you have hands that you 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 know you do some manual labor. Preston has long lanky fingers. Casey has <laughs> chubby digits. <laughs> And Nick has female hands, seriously. Like, they're, yeah. they're groomed. Oh, and... let me see. <laughs> Thank you. You got lady also, hands? Hand model. Yeah. Huh? They're very delicate. Do you get, do you get manicures? I, I do not like manicures. You're like a little okay, porcelain doll. But your, you. your hands look like you do get manicures, and Marissa has a little mole on her hand. She's a little, yeah, she got a little chocolate chip. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Kat, well, let's see your hands, Kathy. These are well beefy. Big and clicks. No, they're now Kathy's fingers, uh, fingernails are always done. She's always uh, the, the jewelry is just so they they they're always yeah, done yeah. nicely. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely put together. What's wrong with your right pinky department? finger, by the way? <laughs> right. When, when you held your hands up, it looked wonky. Looks wonky. Yeah, from her huh. on her right hand. Well, my my right hand is a little like uh the claw. I'm, well, no, because I'm right-handed, so uh, it's you know a little more beat up, I guess. That's Man. that's the hand that Kathy uses to perch on the uh, on the branch. <laughs> <laughs> Hands do tell a lot about people. Absolutely. I mean, you can you if you. Uh, if you're gonna, if you're getting in a confrontation with somebody and you look at their hands and they look uh, calloused and they look, uh, if they've got marks and so forth on them, uh, you may want to back off because that's somebody who who might be a fighter. Do you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to get the nail, you know, the like the whiter, the white part of the nail, uh-huh. yeah, to come in a little, to come in a little bit and try to groom it properly. Like I don't, you I, mean I like the top here. I don't like to clip it. Because yeah. that I understand, right? Well, okay, I, it's I funny you should saying. say that. I, but I it, actually, it, it's hard to maintain that. Yeah, it is. Well, I was actually thinking about uh, starting to get manicures for that very reason. Because there's, I have no uniformity. Start to with my handies nails. and yeah. then progress to that. Right. Yeah. No, do uh, you get pedicures? I it's do. just yeah. yeah just why get not? A manicure. You don't have to get um, polished if you don't want to, no, or you can get clear. Yeah. My hands, my my nails are all messed up because I have psoriasis, yeah. and uh, it causes uh, deformities in the uh, like they're rippled, and uh, yeah. there's all kinds of white areas. I have to trim some of them down really low. Some of them are normal. It's really weird. So they're very brittle too. If I catch like an edge, oh. if I let the thumbnail go too long, oh my god, it'll rip off. So, no, it won't rip off, but it feels like it's being ripped oh. off. You, it's severely painful. You know, it's what I had the I had the vitiligo in just little parts of my hands, and now my hands are just sort of evened out. So you yeah. would not even. You know, I I was white before, and now I'm white. Yeah, super white. <laughs> Steve, when I was a kid, my grandmother, the one that used to say uh, cassette player, my, yeah. my dad's mom, yes. um, she said that uh, she liked looking at my nails, and she she said that I have moons on my thumbs. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. and she said that that was a sign of, uh, like, good breeding or, like, oh. something that I should try to cultivate. I, I bet you're a good kisser, too. <laughs> well, that was on Saturdays. <laughs> so is that, But she, is that, she is, said that I should try and get them on the rest of my nails, but I only have them on my thumbs. But you know what? Yes. But you know what I'm talking about. I, like, here, I so have So if you pull your cuticles too. back, yeah. you know, when you get a manicure, you're supposed to expose the moons under all of your fingers. What on, is on your nails. No effing way. I don't know. My, my grandmother said it was something that was important. She okay. was eating a pillow at the time. <laughs> I, I have moons on all my fingers. Do you? Yeah. I only got them on my thumbs. Hmm. Yeah, but I think that uh, hands on women, I've said this before, oh my can, God. can be a very sexy thing. Very, st- And I, I like the French, is it the French manicure? French manicure right. is pretty yeah. hot, yeah. What absolutely. was the name of that girl that came to camp out? She gave us all these Aveda products. Um, oh, I don't remember. She, no. Beautiful was, hands. Uh, wasn't that at the that was Gary uh, Lauer. Christmas Miracle? <laughs> I got, some great, I got some great ointments for you, <laughs> Preston Elliott, so does. you can see the moods on your heads. <laughs> Maybe it was both, Preston, because somebody came to camp out as well. I don't know. And she worked at uh, one of the stores in the mall. I know. I think you're right. Uh, the, um, like, if you go into, like, Ulta, all the ladies have beautiful hands. I just thought of a new nickname for Nick. <laughs> Ladyfingers. Ladyfingers. Sure. Yeah.
I'll wear that with pride. <laughs> Kathy, is it safe, lady fingers? <laughs> Kathy says he has ladies' hands. Lady if you hands. have long fingers, uh, you can do two things, and okay. one of them is uh, play the piano a little bit better. You can reach octaves. Uh-huh. And, uh, I was a, a terrible piano player, but I had the potential for being good. I guess you I have, have the uh, potential for greatness. I guess Kathy says I have long, lanky fingers. I guess uh, like a long, lot, thin. lot of drummers do that. Have right. That, well, because so, you can yeah. do the, the 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 stick twirl thing yeah. very easily. Yeah. I wonder if that. Uh, I can't do anything. Anyway, um, we're going to do... You have buttons. You do well with the buttons over there. The big, big buttons. Yeah, it's great. This has been finger chat on the Preston and Steve show. (laughs) We were finger blasting. Anyhow, uh, I wanted to move along with something completely different. Yeah. Yes, please. There are a couple of pieces of audio. Uh, It's the... Now, granted, this isn't um, uh, George Harrison singing the lead vocals on this, but somebody sent this over, and I just thought it sounded great. And it's the... uh, It would have been George Harrison's 72nd birthday today, so it's appropriate to do a Beatles... Um, segment here, uh, but this was a uh, some isolated vocals, which I can get sucked into the YouTube hole and spend hours just finding tracks where they've taken the instruments out and you just hear the vocal parts. We played them before and they sound so great. The David Bowie and and uh, Queen under pressure and and uh, Marvin Gaye singing uh, "Heard It Through the Grapevine" and you know, there's several of them. But I, but I don't know why I'd never looked into some uh, Beatles harmonies. Um, I had never done it before, so somebody had sent this over, and it's the entire side two of Abbey Road, which is basically one gigantic medley of music. It's nonstop from beginning to end. It was just a whole bunch of partially written songs that they decided to marry together into yep. this long piece. Oh, that's the history of it? That's yeah. it, yeah. Oh, yeah they, that. they all had songs, but they weren't fully developed songs, and they all thought they were really good. And George Martin, being the genius that he is, said, well, let's just... Let's put them all together. Some of the members of the band liked them. Some of them didn't. But anyhow, that's what they ended up with in Abbey Road is, is a masterpiece. And anyhow, uh, so these are some isolated vocals. And I had uh, Marissa just grab some segments. Actually, at the very beginning and the very end. All right. Uh, so I thought it would be cool. And then we have from a different band some other isolated Loverboy! vocals. Loverboy! No, not oh. Loverboy. <laughs> anyhow. Here, listen to this. This is great. You never give me your money. You only give me your funny paper And in the middle of negotiations You break down I never give you my number I only give you my situation and in the middle of investigation, I break down. Out of college, money spent, see no future, pay no rent. All the money's gone, nowhere to go. Any jobber got the sack, Monday morning, turning back. Yellow lorry slow, nowhere to go. It's more harmonies coming. But in. oh, that magic feeling, nowhere to go. Oh, that magic feeling, nowhere to go, nowhere to go. Ah! Awesome. Wow. 
imagine what it would have been like to be standing in the room with these guys yeah. around a microphone Oof. singing these harmonies? Me with my trombone. Oh, Steve, with your, accompanying them with their trombone. Who's the guy with the trombone? <laughs> hey, you guys are so good. It's just awesome stuff. Oh, it'd be a, it would just level you. But, of course, you know, um, the, the what ifs, you know, to be a fly on the wall for that. It's oh, just, just amazing. I probably I might have thrown them off. In fact, there is He's a disc. Bold. There is a disc, Steve, called uh, Abbey Road Fly on the Wall, uh, where it's a lot of just uh, their in-studio banter uh, as they were recording this stuff. And uh, it's just them chit-chatting back and forth. It's really cool. Let it be a sort of like that. That's when the band was sort of disintegrating, though. Yep. You know, so you get a lot of... Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not the same vibe. Uh, here is... Uh, and then here's one more. This is at the end of, uh, yeah. of Abbey Road, the second side. Here we go. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make uh, yeah, that's all that was awesome yeah isn't that cool i love it love it all right and then we have uh actually I can do it better <laughs> we actually have some from the beach boys this is great yeah, yeah. oh is this uh wouldn't it be nice talk oh. about their harmonies man oh man every now and then in uh throughout the music the the right people, the right blend of voices get together. The Beach Boys were obviously one of them. Lover Boy. Uh, the Eagles, the Beatles, you know, there's a few of them that happens on the way. They all, you have so many commanding, capable voices in a band that they can pull this stuff off now. And, and some people are very dismissive of the Beach Boys. You need to remember just what uh, uh, what they achieved sound-wise. And that, remember, the Beatles were huge fans of the Beach Boys. Sure, yeah. And and so they um, sort of got, uh, I guess, uh, pigeonholed into the... Uh, their, their surf stuff. Surf stuff. Yeah. Pet Sounds was a departure. Pet Sounds didn't do well right. as well for the Beach Boys. Well, this song is from Pet Sounds. Yes, it's great. And uh, It's it, great. Yeah, there's a band out there. They're called Fleet Foxes, and, and their harmonies are great. And then I read up on them, and they're a newer band, and... The lead singer was influenced by the Beach Boys, and you don't hear that today. You know what I mean? You hear about these bands that are influenced by the Stones or the Who or, or the Beach, you know, yeah. but like the I Beach mean, Brian Boys. Wilson. Oh, my There God. was Wilson who lived next door. You never saw his full never face. Saw, no, just his eyes. Yeah. All right, so here's a little bit of uh, Wouldn't It Be Nice. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older, then we wouldn't have to wait so long. And wouldn't it be nice to live together in the kind of world where we belong? You know it's gonna make it that much better when we can say goodnight and stay together. Happy times together we've been spending I wish that every kiss was ever ending But wouldn't it be nice You know what's so awesome about the Beach Boys is just not their 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 capability of being good singers and being in perfect harmony. It was the arrangement yes. of, of the vocals. Yeah. It was, there's all, there's, while there's lyrical things going on, there's a lot of oohs and swirling and contrary uh, motions of harmonies and stuff. It's 
really impressive. Uh, first of all, all of these are available on YouTube. So the people who are asking, uh, this is where we got them. We just yeah. found them on YouTube. Uh, second of all, I mentioned this a, a while back, but uh, there's a YouTube video of George Martin and Brian Wilson sitting down together and George Martin remastering and reproducing mm-hmm. some of the stuff from Pet Sound. So if you get a chance, watch that as well, too, oh. because you're going to see two geniuses at work. It's wild. That. Also, because Pet yeah. Sounds was very influenced by Phil Spector, who, of course, went loony, but he mm-hmm. uh, he created that wall of sound. Yep. Um, uh, production, and uh, this is what Brian Wilson was looking to replicate a little bit with this. I'll play a little more of this. Maybe if we think and wish and hope and pray it might come true. It's the bridge. Run, run, win, Listen to that when they is kick that, into that. Is that Carl uh, singing uh, solo? Not Brian, right? You know what? I don't know. It's I Mr. It's who? The, the name of next door. You never see his full face. Who? <laughs> Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Oh, okay. Run, run, win, baby. That's awesome. Hey! Wow. <laughs> and that? There's All a right. chubby little kid in the back. Now here's a really, I'm going to surprise you with this one. All right. Are you ready? Everyone's watching <laughs> yeah. to see you Everyone's looking at you. There you go, man. Oh, Speaks to me, man. Let it keep going. Let it keep going. Everyone's trying to get it right. Get it right. (laughs) Everybody's working for the weekend. Working for the weekend. There you go. Everybody's working hard. (laughs) Yes, I tell you what, you have you. Bands of that capability, the Beatles and uh, the Beach Boys, and uh, what they were able to do before auto-tuning and all that crap. Yeah, to really sing. It was uh, Dennis singing it, not Carl. Dennis singing what part? The lead vocals in Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. Really? Dennis Wilson, yeah. Brian Mm -hmm. wrote it, and he wrote it with uh, Tony Asher and Mike Love, who only added a few vocals at the end of it. Uh, But Dennis has the lead. Dennis was the drummer, right? Yeah, but I think he had a higher register. He did. Oh, um man. and uh, the actual the lyricist as I believe the story goes was a um a guy who wrote jingles for an ad agency. Oh, I don't know. And helped write the lyrics with uh, Brian Wilson. That's uh Tony Asher, Steve, that you I, I think so, Nick. Yeah, okay. Wow. Okay, interesting. So we'll uh can we link these on Absolutely, our website yeah. on presidentsteve.com if you want to check that out. And listen, you will you will fall into the hole. You can sit there for hours and pull up different isolated vocal tracks, and it's just really cool to hear. It gives you a new perspective on uh, on the songs that you listen to for all these There's years. There's a great movie called A Lover Boyhood, and it follows Lover Boy over 12 years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would have been it's a better just... movie. <laughs> really? All right. I didn't like it. Oh, oh man. I was bored. Nothing happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nothing happened. Do you want me to explain it to you? Explain what to me. Well, the, do it the point of the film. Oh, no, I watched it. I didn't like it. No, no, no. All right, okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> I can uh, create my own opinion. No, no, no. No, the point of it. Anyhow. I get the point. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Say that. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. 
Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Banner day for truck drivers today. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you ever been in one of those? You ever been in a, tra- a full on truck driver? Yeah, yeah oh, my absolutely. dad was a, tra- a truck driver. No. I mean, but a semi. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Did he ever let you drive it? No, no. I mean, no, like no. not even a No, no, my dad never. No, no. He never drove a tractor trailer, but I've been in tractor trailers before. Yeah, but I was curious if somebody ever let you get behind a wheel. And... No. Okay. No. Have you ever? No. I would. No, I'd be no, no, scared no. crap. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. There's like a gazillion gears on those things, isn't there? Yeah. I know. Um, Though they, 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 it is seductive, you know. The uh, you see those great TV shows like BJ and the Bear right, right. across the country. Right, right. Well, now you your... need a, a special license. You need a CDL. Well, you've always. I just one. want to drive where the the steering wheel is almost flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's you know, that. Uh, something feels. Funny like Large that. March. That yeah. series uh, online with uh, Seinfeld called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. And he was out with, I think, Aziz Ansari. And they're at a truck stop because they're driving this um, RV around. Yeah. And he b- actually backs the RV into a stop into a spot. And then a guy who's a tractor truck driver, uh, tractor trailer driver, sees Seinfeld and he says, hey, you want to try this? So Seinfeld's <laughs> like, absolutely. And he gets up and Preston, he's got the whole huge steering wheel. But it's it's difficult to do the shifting. But he gets it going. He actually makes it moving. Does yeah. it drive the same as a, as a school bus? Uh, it's. I think it's harder. Your your payload is much bigger. What do you uh, mean, drive the same as a school bus? Well, I mean, you have to have the same license to be a school school bus driver as well. So I'm just, you know, it's got the big wheel. It's got the well, you know, the the gear shifts. I mean, the thing is, is uh, there's a trailer yeah. as opposed to just a long vehicle. Long, yeah. And uh, you ever tried like backing a trailer in before? Yes, actually. Oh my god! god. <laughs> actually, I'm very good. Are I, you? I, I got good because years ago we used to have a boat on a trailer. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so I learned we had a 17 foot boat, and we had a my dad, the master planner. Uh, we had the, the our garage maybe had like a three inches clearance on each side of this boat, so you had to get good because yeah. we'd back it into the garage. But you know, once you learn that you go this way and it goes that way. You can do it. Right. Yeah. My um my sister and brother in law, they have a fifth wheel trailer and they park it at their house and their house is on this like narrow road and I have no idea. Do they have to back it in? They have to back it in. There's no other way to, I guess to so, yeah. get it out. So Because once it's found out that they're producing meth, they're gonna have to get out of there quick. <laughs> exactly. They have to move. Exactly. Real quick. Yeah. You don't have time to swing that <laughs> no, trailer around. Go. When we were at Y one hundred I used to drive the uh, the cherry coke van around. Uh, that was my summer gig and that <laughs> yeah. thing we had a trailer on the back of that with like an Xbox or something on it and I, I I could and that was a small trailer and I had a hard time with that. Yeah, it's uh, my we speaking of the trailerable thing when you would you would go launch the boat we'd launch from the uh, Lilco which is the uh, the power company up in uh, Long Island and they had these ramps that would go down into the water and again my dad's incredible planning um, we <laughs> we had it on the, on a, a sixty eight Le Mans Preston uh, the boat hitch because perfect vehicle for towing a uh, <laughs> right. for towing a boat. So, <laughs> first time, backs the car up almost to the back passenger door. Mid- oh, my no, God, no, into the water. All the way into the water. Yeah. It's like, Dad. Yeah, because you need, we used to have a boat, too. And fortunately, by the time I was old enough to drive, we had gotten rid of the boat, so I didn't have to yeah. learn how to tr- move that trailer around. But, yeah, when you're backing it down to the ramp, you need somebody in the boat going, stop! stop! <laughs> and it's when they stop, that's when the momentum of the boat keeps going and slides into the water. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, which is... 
Always, there's always fun stuff that yes. happens with a boat man. when you forget to un- unhook that. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, or or you have the the the, the outboard is down. <laughs> <laughs> scrapes the bottom. Oh my god! We're looking at a picture of I don't know how this happened, but a truck drove <laughs> forward <laughs> into the uh, water instead of backwards. Yeah, I see. That's something I would do. You know. Hey, yeah. uh, let, let me go to uh, Ted. Hi, Ted. You're on the air. Good morning. How you doing this morning, guys? Good. What's up, Ted? You guys rock. Thanks, hey, man. Hey. Appreciate it. I was just uh, passing the store, and I heard you guys say something about you know, rode in a truck. So I, I was going to stop in and pick you up. <laughs> what, like right now? Are you in the area? Well, yeah, I just went past City Line. I'm headed on 23 now. Well, slam on the brakes <laughs> and then turn around. What, Case, are you, what are you driving? I'm driving a Peterbilt pulling a 51-foot trailer. <laughs> oh, he's got the 23? He's, he's got the real deal. Do you yeah. want to take a ride, Case? I've been in. He's I, been I in one. Drive it. Nick looks pretty excited. I'd love to Nick, drive but, it. Hey, hey, let me ask you something, Ted. Are are you going interstate? Could Nick go with you for a couple of days? <laughs> uh, hey, I used to run all over, but now I just deliver groceries right around Philadelphia. Oh, okay, because Nick's a savvy conversationalist. I think. I, uh, I don't think he could get it into the parking lot, though. Those you, you know how those guys on, are surgeons. Yeah, but he, he just said he's on twenty three. You're allowed I'm to. Head, I'm headed across twenty three. Yeah, you got to get across twenty three. There's a super fresh store over there. <laughs> oh, okay, there is. You know your stuff. Well, Ted, maybe we'll take you up on it another time. Yeah, that's, we don't have time cool, to do yeah. it this morning, Ted. But thank you. We it's appreciate a good offer. it. It was cool to get through, guys. You guys, I listen to you every morning, man. Thank you. Hey, Ted, where are you from, by the way? Uh, Pennsylvania. I'm from over there. West where from Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? From where in Pennsylvania? West Grove. Oh, West Grove. Why okay. do you have a southern accent? Uh, just because I get around a lot. He's a truck driver. <laughs> you right. have to. It's part that, of the You test. know what? That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ted. I appreciate it. You you almost, you have to have if a drawl. All right. You have your, driver, your, your, your driving a proper truck. license. Yes. Can you do a southern accent? Yes, I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then you, Good job. Say this. Breaker, breaker. Welcome to the world of truck. Yes. You know, I should have asked him about the CB thing. I forgot about that. We were talking about that the other I, day. I bet you that. I, I, are those almost? Are those antiquated at this point CD? now? No. Well, of course, but people still use them. Yeah. Hang on, let me go to Marty. Hey, Marty. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, Hi. Marty. What's happening, buddy? Hey, as I caught real quick, I'm driving a truck now, and you were talking about gears. You can get a truck from anywhere from nine gears all the way up to eighteen, even possibly twenty-one, depending. What brand of truck and transmission you have? Damn, I didn't know there were that many. Marty, I, I know this is an imbecilic question, but I'm going to throw caution on the wind and ask it again. Is there is there anything that approximates an automatic transmission for like a like a, a big rig like that? Uh, yeah, they do have an automatic, but you still have a clutch that's involved. Um, like paddle, like 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 a start. paddle shifter type thing? No, no, it's um, it's. Picture um, an automatic in the car where you have the little gear shifter with the letters and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they make trucks with the same setup and design. It's oh. just that when you stop and start, you have to use a clutch. Oh, I got you. Okay. All right. So, that, well, that makes sense. Is it is it normal shifting? I mean, would you shift it like you would shift any uh, manual transmission on a car, or is the, the actual process of it different? Uh, the process is totally different. Once you get started, the transmission does all the work. You don't have to shift at all. So, oh. Marty, do you do uh, do you, uh, you're a trucker yourself, and and do and if so, do you do interstate stuff? Um, I do all uh, local stuff now. Okay. I got off the road about three years ago, so I drive um, the Lehigh Valley, Allentown, Quakertown. Um, I do all that all day. So I got a Monday through Friday trucking job. I, I have to admit that years ago, when, when like if, when you're a younger guy, yeah. it, it's sort of a, a seductive yeah. 
thing, you know, to 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 travel out and be, you know, if you, especially if you enjoy doing long hauls, which I which I doing stand up comedy, I was doing it all the time. So yeah, my uh, my dad's cool. um company is is all local air freight, right? And so my my brother's running it now, and they just hired a guy who they they had to let go. The guy. Was used to as blind. A, a, no, as a driver, he was used to doing like long hauls, overnight hauls, and all that oh, sort okay. of stuff. And so he he was doing local air freight. He hated it because it was Could, too local. Too well. Well, you start start stop start, start be, stop. Right. He loved being on the road, cruising and, and, and cruising, yeah. and doing these long, you know, like days haul. And so it was it was maddening to him, you know, the whole stuff. Well, on the long hauls, and, that's when you can do the cocaine and get the white line fever, well, and also and, the, and truck stop prostitutes. You don't get any of that. No. <laughs> also, a lot local. of time, local air freight guys are you know loading and unloading the trucks themselves. And oh, is that right? These, these long haul guys, they just drive. You know, they back in somebody takes all the stuff out of the truck for them, or they just they drop off the container, right? I mean, and then swap out. Yep. Who was the NBA player back in the uh, the eighties who liked to drive? Was it Carl Malone or uh, Clive Drexler, maybe, or somebody who was? The, it's what he did, really, for, to entertain himself. He would uh, do long distance. Yeah, truck yeah. Driving? He got he got his he got his uh, truck license, and he would he would get out and drive rigs. Have you ever seen? Uh, there was a show uh, that was all about it for a while. It was about the. The trucks and the the cabin behind the driver, their their living quarters, yeah, and how they were um, modded out and all that stuff. So really? it was like a uh, it was like a a cribs type of thing yeah. for, uh, for for the truck, truck drivers. drivers. That, see, I would like to see that. That oh. seems like that would be the coolest thing about a truck. That is so. Is cool. there a little living space in the back? Uh, so yeah, I, I, someday I'll get in one. Man, hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Brittany? My buddy actually is a driver, and uh, we had gone riding last weekend. Had our uh, had to cross out when he forgot the trailer was on the back of his pickup. Jackknifed it and actually put a hole in the bed of his truck. <laughs> <laughs> he jackknifed the trailer and tore a hole in the bed of his truck. Oh my god! Yep, it, in a Wawa parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> you should never uh, forget that you have a trailer attached. It's a bad Especially thing if to be doing. Have a CDL. Yeah. Right. What was up? What was on the trailer? I was a quad. A quad, okay. I got you. Yeah, we're from we're from Jersey. Okay, <laughs> it's almost it's a it's mandatory that you have to have a quad that you drive around with yeah. a quad on a trailer in Jersey. I did not know that. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go to uh, well. Here you go. Uh, Chris is a truck driver. Hey, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, you guys rock. Thank oh. you, sir. What's happening, Chris? Uh, not too much. Uh, I think everybody's pretty much covered everything. But I mean, I don't. I I don't see. I think you guys are overthinking the gears. Yeah, and maybe that's because I do it for a living. Is it? Is it? Know. You're saying it's it's uh, it's less um, scary than than we're making it sound like. I, I, I do, but okay. You know, I mean, again, that could be because I do it every day. It, it, it probably is because I, I know a guy, uh, Chris, who who drives the long, like the even like the double long UPS trucks around oh, the doubles, yeah. yeah, around Manhattan. Jeez. Oh my oh, god! Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that sucks. And and uh, it's double. Yeah, and uh, so he, uh, but he is he's so good at it. He's so meticulous that it's not an issue. But I'm sure that he lost sight of how you know civilians uh, uh, would right. would take to it. I mean, you, you you're adept at it. You've been doing it for so long. It's second nature. But I'm sure it would, I'm sure we'd have we'd be causing major accidents. <laughs> He's lasted that now. He knows it's true. And by the way, Casey, did you you were going to ask him about the bus driver versus uh, truck driver as far as licenses go? Or no, what? no, it's the oh. same license. You have to have a CDL, uh, air brake license, and all that stuff, right, Chris? It's actually 
different. Uh, a school bus, you actually need a Class B license. Um, the difference between a B and an A is the articulation point in a Class A. Which which one lets you use explosives? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can haul anything I want. Okay, yeah. Right. Nice. Um, to, to haul explosives, you need to have a hazmat endorsement, and um, you have to go through the process. Like, if you're with a company that they're hauling explosives, you have to get certified through them before you're allowed to pull that freight. Yeah, you ever see when you're going through, I guess it's down to... Uh, Baltimore, with one of the tunnels down there, they 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 have all those. You can't haul explosives through the. Oh tunnel. yeah, 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 all yeah. over the place. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You can't go through the tunnel. You actually have to go over the bridge or around. Actually, that's where I'm from. I pull out of Baltimore. Okay, okay. all right, yeah, all right. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for listening. What's that? Thanks for listening. All right, we appreciate it. Take it easy, man. We'll see you. All right. Yeah, no, I would be a nervous freaking wreck behind one of those. But it. But in, just at its basic level, yeah. you're kind of a you're, you're you're you know you're not tied down. You're wandering. Yeah, you know. I mean it, it, it's a a little bit sexy. You know the idea of like just being on the open road or whatever. But I just I drove an RV from Philadelphia to Jacksonville, Florida, and I hated every second of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's it's so big and clunky, and <laughs> you know I, I you're, do... you have blind spots and it is. But I'll tell you what what helps. Uh, I I once did a similar thing. Uh, driving down to Tennessee, but the guy I was with was like a mechanical whiz, and he yeah. took the governor off the engine. Yep, so, I could haul ass. So he could just haul Man, ass. I drove a. Uh, I was I talked about it before. It was this camp on wheels. It was called American Trails West, and the supplies were in a U-Haul, and the U-Haul had a governor on it. Yeah, and it wouldn't go over sixty-five miles an hour. And when you're out in the West, where the speed limit sometimes is either non-existent or seventy-five or eighty, and you can only go sixty-five. Uh, even it's frustrating. Downhill. It's so frustrating. It's really um, makes the trip much. Worse. You Here. can't do those really cool 180s. No. Hey, Mike wants to talk about truck stop prostitutes. Yeah. Right. So let me go to him real quick. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, man? So they're called lot lizards. Lot lizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sexy. Mike, uh, hey, uh, would, do you know this from personal experience? Uh, no, I have a younger brother that drives truck, and the stories he tells will curl your hair. I just. Well, Mike, enlighten I, us. I, I hear that they're um, they're really vicious and and can be violent and rob guys and uh, all of that stuff. Is that true? Yeah, pretty much. The minute that the trucks pull into the truck stop, uh, they cruise around the lots and they they'll come up and just bang on the side of the door and offer their services. Really, and they've got to be really classy looking. I'll bet. Ah, uh, scary. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet like I mean, a Victoria's Secret model, I'm sure. Yeah, kind of a combination of of drug mess, runaways, uh, and old, an old, old, old. Well, you're talking, uh, you're talking my language. Yeah. Old are, runaway <laughs> meth addict. Yeah. How yeah. much are they charging, Mike? Uh, it's cheap. It's really cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like twenty bucks. Not even that. Oh, oh my god! No, twenty what? bucks is yeah. <laughs> that, you get kissing for twenty bucks. Yeah. Damn. Well, Mike. now I know where to go. Yeah. Did your Did your brother ever partake? Did he ever uh, give in? Uh no, it's, uh, no. The company he worked for always ran the guys in tandems, and uh, they had okay. real strict rules about that. And, sure. And, but but yeah. but Mike, it's the truth. At, at these at these truck stops, and especially these ones that are just on on the main mains throughout the country, it's it, they're little cities. And they're, oh, yeah. they're over twenty four hours. There's a whole, a whole environment and a whole population going on there. It's a whole different thing um, that you never really see. Flying J is one of them that you'll see. Yeah, you know, you ever seen those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. those are big truck stops. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it, they're lit up, and as you're driving along, you, they're lit up for miles. Yeah. 
and you get a, you can get everything. You get your dentistry done. You get your haircut. You can go to the doctor. Dentistry? Yes. Done. Yeah, right there. I mean, it, right? It's like one-stop shopping. In fact, you can yeah. even get a shot to cure what the hooker gave you. <laughs> I've never heard of Flying J ever in my life. There's no, one really? off of, uh, on Thanks, 95, Mike. Keith. If you're yeah. heading down towards north of Baltimore, there's a Flying J. Next time you're driving up from D.C., okay. look on your right. On the Is north. that where you get your hookers? That's, That's where he gets his dentist work. <laughs> well, and no. my, my Actually, you're, yeah, no, the, he met his dentist. You can really, if you have a hooker yeah. dentist, it's a win-win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, now we're going to move the bib down to your crotch. That's disgusting. Spit. <laughs> I knew somebody who worked at... Um, one of the restaurants at the truck rest stop. And I always suspected that she wasn't just a waitress. A full service. Uh, yeah. There's like, some and, things that aren't on the menu. I, but now that I hear, you know, heard that story, like, I wonder if that, I wonder if it's true. I wonder if, if <laughs> that was just the front. This is a friend of yours. No, 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 no yeah, not so much. No, no more a mentor. No, no the um, <laughs> uh, Preston, you know these. A lot of these truck stops would have that. The, the classic Stuckies would be the. And we oh, yeah. talked about Stuckies before. Yeah. The the uh, the restaurant that sort of has a little little store inside. Little shop, yeah. Usually a a hat that has a picture of a bass on it. Always had to get a, uh, a pecan log. Yeah, uh, at Stuckies. Stuckies. Yep, we would always stop at that whenever we were driving cross country with uh, with my parents. And the bathrooms always had uh, con. In them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah. I, how, how many miles do you think a, a tractor trailer gets on one tank of, of gas or diesel fuel? I mean, and they've got to cover. Those are huge, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, and, and they they have to really. It, it's it's a matter of how quickly you can get from point A to point, B. and that's what a lot of the the legislation has had to deal with. That these guys who were getting into trouble because they were driving around the clock and, and oh, yeah. falling asleep at the wheel, and and it's it's illegal now to put these uh, unobtainable. Um, you know, uh, departure and arrival times on yeah. the truck driver. Yeah, they've got to get a certain amount of rest, and that's why you see them on the side of the road sometimes with the, uh, you know, just pulled off on a on a shoulder uh, sitting there. We were going to rest. I forget where we were going to, but it was a really mountainy area, uh, Preston, and, and you've seen those runoff trails where, oh, yeah. where if the brakes give, <laughs> yeah, their yeah. emergency uh, yeah. runoff, and uh, and if if you if you lose your brakes, forget it, man. Yeah, and, it's and designed to slow. The, it's a it's a, a like a dirt path that goes up. Yep, there's some of them that way, and there are other ones that are like sand where it will sink in and go up to the axles. Okay, and stop it that way as well. Uh, hang on a second, let me go to Mary's. Got an interesting story. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Mary? Um, I. Recently got separated from my husband, met some man online, met him in a restaurant parking lot, and we meet at least twice a month and have sex in the back of his truck. <laughs> so you meet him at a truck stop? I do. All right. And uh, is and- his name Seabass? Huh? <laughs> no, from uh, so how, Dumb and Dumber. How, how did you meet him in the first place, Mary? Online. Wow. Online. And he's, uh, where? where is he out of? Do you know? He's from... Pennsylvania, and okay. has a southern accent. He has a southern accent. <laughs> there you go. Pennsylvania. Is he married? Yes. Ah, you little hussy. Mary, uh-huh. are you are you a sorority sister? <laughs> no. Okay, all right. I wonder, who's who's the girl, that, the woman that we had on who... Uh, yeah. The crazy one? The, yes. Uh, it's, I don't know. Right, it's right, not right, Mary, Mary, It's not Mary. Mary's, right. Mary's just a truck stop. So, it, it, all right, go, go so through... He, he, he has a bunk... <laughs> Oh, he's a bunk? Um, okay. Uh, uh, you know, the, there's a double bunk. Slow down. Back. Kathy's getting excited. <laughs> is it? In the, back of, in the back of the truck, and we do wow. it on the bottom bunk, and the mattress is about, like, three inches thick. But there's a refrigerator and microwave. <laughs> we got a 24-inch screen TV. 
24 well, inches. He's got a yeah. two-foot TV. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually bought it for him. I didn't uh, buy it for him, but I picked it up for him. So, yeah. Ma- Mary, is it just sort of exciting <laughs> and because and, it's so you, it's obviously so wrong? That, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's part of the yeah. thrill. It sounds it's, really it's, romantic. It sounds like a, like a hotel room. Like if you ever, you know, if you have a two bed hotel room, you got your banging bed and your sleeping bed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Mary, can you explain to me? Hang on, Mary. Mary, can you go through the um, uh, the process of like, getting your truck driver's license? Uh, no, no, no. Uh-huh. Uh, of, of how this goes, like he'll just email you or call you when he's about to be in town, and you just stop what you're doing and. and well, meet? actually, actually, we talk on the phone for several hours a day. Okay. So, All right. I don't know if we're in a relationship or what, but you're not. Um, <laughs> so you're not just some side action. He bangs and oh wait, you are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a regular. I'm a regular for him. But okay. Everyone, every guy that I've met online is a truck driver, and they all have southern accents. Whether they're from whether they're from Pennsylvania, New York, it doesn't matter. They you know, truck drivers accents. in Birmingham, England, also have southern accents. It's hey, amazing. Mary, does uh, do you think he has uh, any other ladies on the side? No. No. no, no, really. No, uh, I don't know about much, that, Mary. He spends too much time on the phone with me. He doesn't have time. All right, because Marissa's dating a truck driver. <laughs> hey, Mary, are you having fun? Yes. All that's right. all that matters. Good for you. Make sure, yeah. though, you get a checkup now and then. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if uh, truck driver's wife is enjoying this. Yeah, too much. I don't think. Oh, so. he's married. Is that what she said? Yes. Yes. Oh, I missed that part. So I called her a hussy. Oh. All right, Mary. Oh. Thanks for sharing the story. We appreciate it. Bye. It's like right, that bye-bye. song, Brandy Preston. Yeah. Yeah. What a good wife you'd be. Right. But I'm already married. Oh. Let me go to um, Joe. Let's tell us about Lot Lizards. <laughs> hey, Joe, how you doing? Hey, guys, you rock. Thank you, Joe. Are you a truck driver? Oh, yeah, partner. I am trucking right now. I drive a tanker. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Jersey, Jersey Turnpike is exit A day. I just pulled off on the side, man. All right. Cool. Uh, I think I was talking to Marissa. Uh, yeah, you guys were talking about a lot of lizards. Guys, man, if you want to check out the scene, uh, Carney's Point, Flying J, back parking lot, uh, something a little later on, maybe next month when the, when the weather breaks. Um, oh, my God, man. Well, get, get, they, they joke. a couple of girls out there that are nasty. I mean, from a distance, they look good, but, oh, my God, when they get up close and climb up on the step, man, it's like, Keith missing. It. It's like, oh Jesus! Wow. Well, you guys Joe, want to go on a safari? Well, I want to know where the location is. Yeah. W- w- repeat that location again. Carney's Point. Oh, Carney's Point. Yeah, Carney's Point. Flying yep. J. Okay, yep. the back lot. Back lot when it's warm. <laughs> yep, when the weather oh, breaks. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, the season. God. Joe, would you grab us a few pictures yeah. and send them? Oh, Joe, you should do that. Uh, I tell you what, I will do it, guys. All I'll right, you. All right, and this is out to all all truck drivers. If you are in a particular lot and you see some of these lot lizards, yeah, send us some pictures. Throw them two <laughs> bucks and take a picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and 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 uh, we'll and send you something. You know what? <laughs> we should have we do. We should give these guys bumper stickers. Philly's hottest and, lot yeah. lizard. Oh, Philly's hottest lot oh, lizard. We should get them towels. <laughs> Well, they sell a lot of lizard uh, sticker for the window, man, on the um, the driver's side window. You can put it on there with the, you know, the circle with the uh, oh my arrow God. going through it. Oh, like, a, like, a, like a baby on board sign, but a lot lizard? You got it. That's buddy. hilarious. No, wait, what, does that indicate that you're looking for a lot lizard or that you have a lot lizard in the in the cab oh, with no, you? No, dude. No, 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 dude. That means do not knock on my damn door. Oh. Okay. Right. So that's like the, the, the tie around the door. Uh, Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. It means so, I've already got one in here. Yeah. So, so it's a it's a lizard with a with a a, a prohibition <laughs> symbol. 
Yep, you got that. You see that? Yep. This guy, she got a, well, it's a lizard with a dress on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a lizard with a dress on. Oh, I need to see what one of Joe, these that's hilarious. Like. That's yeah, too weird. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if you see one of those, send us a picture of it. Yeah. Honestly, oh. we, you got it. All right, right thanks, Joe. Do you guys want to go and look? I pick one up. I'll have it. I'll send it in with it. Thank All you, right, man. Thanks, man. We appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for listening. I tell you, Casey, when I was driving, Preston, when you were touring with the uh, <laughs> with the, the image, yeah. didn't you... Wouldn't you? It was kind of fun to go into these things, oh, it was right? Great. It was great. I mean, because it was you drive for a long time. The the truck drivers, all the trucks are running. You know, they're they're all plugged in. They've got their their power and everything. But it's a whole city, hey, and you would see these hookers. Joe's right. They're they're it's pictures, it's uh. illustrations of lizards in dresses with prohibition symbol on it. And it says no lot lizard. So I guess if the girl comes along and she's sitting on she, a tire, and, a truck tire. Well, if she sees that, she, and she knows not to uh, disturb the uh, right. uh, the driver. I'm watching my 24 inch TV. Oh, that's hilarious, man! Wow. Okay, so that's yeah, that's a whole other uh, culture. Hang on a second, and then we got show. And now we're getting all these lot lizard stories. <laughs> uh, hi, Joe. You're on the air. Good morning. Yellow. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, nothing much, man. Now, we actually, my Lancy company services the pilot Flying J down in Carney's Point. <laughs> all right. All right. Carney's Point is where it's at, apparently. Yeah. It is exactly where it's at. It's funny because we started doing it last year for the, the contract, and then they said, Joe, we need an estimate for the back, you know, to do, you know, some cleanup work and on the fence line. I said, all right, no problem. What's the worst that could happen? So I go back there, and right away you see this, this hooker, Walking right up the stairwell, or I guess the truck door. Yeah. No shame at all. Walked her in like it was nothing. And believe me, she was facially challenged. <laughs> facially <Absolutely>. challenged. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we would assume <laughs> that someone who's in, in this particular line of work uh, has uh, scant few options. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was... Um, it was definitely not what I wanted to see on, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not what you want to roll J- over and hey, see. Hey, Joe, do you ever see cops busting them? Uh, unfortunately, no, I haven't yet. I mean, believe me, I almost wanted to ask the guy if he really thought it was worth it. Believe yeah. me, I didn't see it. No. Right. No, I, I, I get you. But uh, so apparently this this is this is where the, the impressive if, if we do want to do a field trip one day and, and sort of. Oh, yeah. By all it. means, I'll make sure. I mean, it, it's there. It literally is there. <laughs> and the surrounding area is also interesting as well. Okay. So, uh, I mean, you could find a lot there. But you could spend the day there with some popcorn and soda, and that's a ball. It's like going to the movies. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or, Absolutely. Or, like I said, a safari. We could, Thanks, uh, you Joe. know, Chuck D'Amico's got a big Jeep. Yeah. You could take the top off like a regular safari. Like a safari. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Yeah. pull up quietly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take a picture. It lasts longer. <laughs> Now I I doubt this is real, but I th- yeah. this says uh, Martha Let's is it, is a lot lizard in the flying J. But it's that guy. We'll even go. if it isn't, it's still it might be. Martha, are you there? I really don't appreciate <laughs> the lot lizard. I'm just trying to make a buck like everybody else out there. We understand, Martha. We understand. Uh, I'll give you guys freebies if you ever want to stop by. That's that's awesome. Where where where, where... you, Nick? Oh, <laughs> miss you. Where, where can we find you, Martha? I'm actually in your parking lot. <laughs> Be right down. You want to sell pretzel from Joe's? Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Martha. Thanks, Martha. We, we don't judge you, okay? No, no. No judging. We, we've had our own missteps. All right. Martha. Wow. Okay. Well, avoid the Ben Franklin Bridge because there's an overturned truck. <laughs> and the lot lizards. And the lot lizards. Watch out. They're circling because there's one down. Yeah, yeah. And they got a man down and they, they, need, uh, they need to make a buck. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 
What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. You know the time has come, so don't miss me when you go. My monsters are real, and they're Ghost. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. There's a movie coming out. Just in time for Halloween, obviously. Right up our collective alleys. Absolutely. There are a number of big names that are starring in this movie, and we have two of them in our studio right now. Please welcome, from The Last Witch Hunter, Elijah Wood and Rose Leslie. Our program. Good morning, guys. Welcome. Hi, hi. Hi there. Good, Good to see you. Um, so, what are you looking at? <laughs> that was drinking. from the that was yes, from the premiere. A good time. Little champagne. <laughs> We're looking at some uh, pictures of the two of them together. What, what, when was it? Was that on the set or the? No, that premiere? was just the other night. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a special screening in New York, and so that was the after party. All right, so you're in, in hyper promo mode for this. You're on tour and, and doing uh, you know hyper hyper promo, promo mode because <laughs> uh, it's coming out. <laughs> yeah, in fact, you guys are leaving. Initiate hyper promo. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> when did you get in the Philly and you guys are leaving later on this afternoon, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah. We got in late last night. Well, yeah. not that late. No, we kind of landed around about seven. Hey, yeah, we, we took... Landed? Yeah, we didn't land. <laughs> we, didn't land. <laughs> we definitely no, didn't land. the train land. just we sort arrived. of, like, <laughs> arrived to, to the station. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we took a train I from flew New York. In, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's, you both got here is, is, is the essential point of the Train landings thing. are very strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, talk, let's talk about the movie a little bit, and then we're going to geek out on you guys because uh, we're fans of a ton of your work. Ah, cool. Uh, but The Last Witch Hunter, um, uh, so Vin Diesel is starring as, as this main character in this. Yes. Um, and there are a lot, like I said, there are a lot of names. There are you two, and also uh, Michael, Caine? Michael Caine is That's in right. this movie as well. Mm, yes. Um, but this is um, this is an original story. This is uh, one that we haven't come across before. It's not coming from a uh, books or a franchise or anything along those lines. Right. So tell us a little bit about what the whole plot line of this, uh, of this film is. Right. Either one of you guys. Okay. Who feels like it's, going? Um, so it is, it's a mythology. It is um, a mythology whereby the world that we, that we are kind of like living in, it is forever interchanging. And it's almost like an alternate reality with humans and witches living amongst each other. And then, of course, the humans are completely oblivious to kind of witches being in everyday life. Yes. So they're coexisting and, and yet there's this other world that we are not privy to, but that does exist. And, and there is a potential plague threat that will Correct. wipe out uh, all of New York, oh, humanity yeah, in general. Not just New York. And so right. Vin, Vin Diesel's character, he plays Calder, who is an 800-year-old immortal witch hunter. Okay. Um, and he his, he's basically keeping black magic at bay. So black magic is illegal. Right. Um, and, and that would be the scourge for which would be a danger to humanity. And they're good, you are a good witch. No, not, not, good not, witch. not in an not Oz in reference. Variety, yeah, you're not in a Glinda variety, but, but <laughs> you, you, and you, he, um, is reticent to do so, but you prove an ally to him. And, and you, uh, Elijah, are an ally because you are, how, how's it pronounced? It's a Dolan? A Dolan, yeah. Right, not as in Mickey Dolan's, but in, but, <laughs> wait, right. isn't that, uh, don't they do deliveries at home? <laughs> That's a doula. That's a doula. A uh, and, but you are a, there's an order of That's priests, right. correct? Yes, correct. That provide protection to these um, to, to this immortal character that Vin Diesel is Indeed. playing. Indeed, yeah. Calder. So uh, basically, Dolans are priests in a long line of priests tasked with serving uh, Calder, the, the witch hunter, and basically aiding in sort of in the background of his efforts. I love stuff like this. Yeah, and I, I love that it's coming out around Halloween. And oh, I love I know, it's appropriate. And, and Vin Diesel is a massive geek when it comes to this stuff. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
uh, he like he was sort of inspired by um, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. And actually, they started tinkering around with some storylines. And this has been in this has kind of been over the course of a couple of years, right? That this movie's they've been developing this for a number of years. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and uh, so, but it, it ends up now, and and he is is he executive producer as well? He is. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Very, very cool. involved. Very very. All right. So Rose, you're gonna you're playing a good witch in this, and do you use some of your badassery which you have used in uh, Game of Thrones? Are you very <laughs> physical in this? It is quite physical. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a physical physically demanding role um but uh but it wasn't too kind of taxing it was still a lot of fun i was suspended from uh, the roof of a studio for a while kind of like with a harness around my waist and then got pulled through a wall and so it was uh, it was a lot of fun to kind of fight against well, that with, with both of you now at this point it's it's the norm where you know you, we used to it used to be the question to ask and what's it like working with cgi but it's kind of it's it's the deal now i mean it's 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 mm. you you're probably very comfortable with it both of you at this point because visually the movie is big it's yes. got a lot going on it is yeah it, is, yes. uh, it does it is it weird to let me ask you does it call upon your powers as an actor more to take you and say you're a green screen just imagine or does it help to have something maybe a sketch of what you're looking at or whatever. Which way works best for you guys? Well, I think for both of us, Breck was uh, the director, Breck Eisner. He was incredible at collaborating with us and kind of like keeping us in the loop with his vision and making sure that we knew kind of like everything that was going on if we were ever to work with a green screen. But like location-wise, we were very fortunate. And we were kind of like, we managed to get to a lot of locations and, you know, and set and everything. Like you that. shot in Pittsburgh, doubling for... Manhattan, correct? Manhattan, correct. Okay, all right. And uh, Brett, you're the director, he directed a, a remake that I love of, of a movie called The Crazies. Yes. It's very visual. Yes. And uh, it, that's that's very cool. Um, so as as you're doing this, and, and you've worked with a lot of, Elijah, both, both of you have worked with a lot of accomplished actors, everybody, all the actors that I've ever heard talk about working with Michael Caine say it's an amazing thing because Michael Caine himself teaches acting classes. Does he really? Yeah, yeah. He so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he does. And there are several videos from kind of like, I don't know how long ago they were, maybe about 20 years ago, that we were forced to watch at uh, drama school in London. You're kidding yeah. me. Right, and I watched those. I realized what a terrible actor I would be because <laughs> none of it was getting through to me. But yeah, yeah. It, is it wild to be around someone, you know, like was, of that level? It was incredible. Yes, but also kind of, you know, being a British actor and, and growing up at home, he is an icon, mm. and um, and I think for yeah everyone across the board. So it was oh, he's a legend. Yeah, it was fabulous to like be in a, I don't know, in a production with him. I, so so uh, I, now I know Elijah, you are a big, uh, you're you're a big geek as well, a yes. big genre, big horror movie fan. Yes, as well, you have your own production company. Yes. I saw just not to go off on a complete tangent here because the, this is the movie we're talking about. And I'm very excited about it. But I just saw a movie that you produced and starring called The Cooties. Uh huh. Oh my god, which I loved. Oh, oh yeah, I loved it. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And and uh, you know, you, you you obviously are clearly looking for projects like The Last Witch Hunter that are, I mean, that are in your wheelhouse. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, what was what was it like working on that film? Because it's it's I think it's on demand as well right now. It is. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see it on iTunes and on demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, the idea of chicken nuggets being the cause. <laughs> I know it's great, right? <laughs> Processed I mean, foods. What children don't eat chicken nuggets, and it causes a zombie outbreak of sorts. Right, exactly. But if, you, if, you're, if you're past pu puberty, uh, it, it right. won't it affect you. Yeah, right. so it's just extrapolating on that whole notion right. of cooties when you're a kid. Right, which right. really only exists prior to puberty. And once you're past puberty, you're no longer like disgusted by right. the opposite sex. Uh, 
Uh-huh. And you're a wonderful sad sack sort of character who's just the yeah. only like a clear thinking person in the in the movie. Indeed. Uh, are, are, are you obviously you know Preston's been geeking out about Game of Thrones? Uh, oh, okay. And I know Elijah, you are yeah. a big Game of Thrones fan. Huge Game of Thrones. Was that fan. a detraction while making the last witch hunter that you were that Rose <laughs> was going to be in the film? Yes, it was <laughs> totally right. It totally was. Yeah. Yeah. I I read the, the books and, and I'm such a nerd for it. I flew it. I flew to um, Belfast once, and as I was landing at Belfast Airport, I literally was humming the theme song. That's how much of a <laughs> Wow! Yeah, wow. I'm going the... to the land of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Reading the books, I, I love the character Egret in the book, and and then you know they eventually presented you in the show, and I'm like, oh my god, they hit it spot on. She's a badass. She's uh, you're sexy oh, and you. at the same time, and um and where now for your guys' scenes, obviously you're north of the wall. Mm. Where was that? Was that in Iceland? Or? Yes, exactly. Okay. So we shot in Iceland, and I think for those three three seasons, three seasons that I were in, we um we were there for like a solid four weeks and uh, and it was amazing i mean yeah. we were shooting in ridiculous temperatures though something mm. like minus 18 mm. where we like as a crew we were getting paranoid that the lens would start freezing over <laughs> and then we oh, wouldn't wow. be able to shoot and wow. particularly in the kind of winter months i mean we had four four hours a day wow. of work so we kind of like we worked from 10 till 2 and then we just carried on drinking well i, I love <laughs> the story too of they would stay at this hotel and, and wouldn't they wake you up at a certain hour to see the yes. northern lights yes exactly <laughs> oh, so everybody awesome. yeah oh it was so awesome so the entire cast and crew stayed under one roof and um and obviously for the northern lights to appear it has to be a particular temperature and like a clear night mm. and uh, and so we were told that they might appear this evening and so at three o'clock in the morning there was like a ring around and and we all got out of bed kind of like put on these massive <laughs> jackets in our slippers and just climbed this hill amazing and aren't watched. isn't it oh my god it's, it's, mean, i've seen and they uh, <gasps> they're they're just astonishing they really yeah, have like they're... ribbons of green and oh, pink and it's blue. a bucket list it's item scary. for me yeah, yeah i definitely have to see him you mentioned how cold iceland was uh when you and john snow went into that cave together uh <laughs> was that a set or was that outside somewhere oh, no thank heavens that was a set all right yeah. <laughs> thank heavens. you weren't, yeah, you weren't wearing a, a lot that in that scene very cold <laughs> yeah exactly um no we shot that uh on stage in belfast uh, Elijah, do you um, take uh, any cues from Lord of the Rings with with the set pieces that they had and the villages that they built? And, and you know, uh, Hobbiton was there for a year before you did filming. Yeah. Do, you, do you have memories of that and apply it to Game of Thrones? Is, is, are there similarities at all? In the approach. Yeah, and, and, and how... And your appreciation the, of it. Well, and the set pieces alone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and I think the, the, the level of detail on television, I think, is what is extraordinary. Because I think Game of Thrones, the production the production value is so extraordinarily high that it is as good as you would see in the cinema. Mm-hmm. But to see that on, on television, I mean, it's really... I mean, I, I've watched the sort of VFX reels, yeah. like, religiously, because the VFX company on that is so amazing. And it, it probably wouldn't have happened 20 years ago, but it's able to happen mm-hmm. now on HBO. And, and the totally. reason why Lord of the Rings was able, would be able, to be, a, a, able to be a trilogy was that they needed to extend it as long as they did uh, to tell the story effectively. It's also I've visited the set of Game of Thrones, and it's also very clear that the people involved are equally as passionate about the series of books and the level of detail right down to you know how the costumes are it made. It makes a difference. It's really extraordinary. It's huh. very familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the sort of wardrobe department and the, the, the prop department, like the, the level of passion is at the same place, and it was quite extraordinary. So with with this film, The Last Witch Hunter, yeah, Vin Diesel comes from a, a long history of of action, and yes. you guys both dabble in in fantasy and, and adventure and action as well. So we've got both of these worlds coming together mm. in this particular film. Yes, um, how was that? How was Vin taking to the uh, uh, to the more fantasy side of things? Did he just fall right into it? 
Well, like, we kind of mentioned it before, didn't we, with um, D and D? Like this is this project is perfect for him, just because his his he has extensive knowledge on that subject. So I mean, yeah. I know that he, he does. Kinda, yeah, he wanted to dove into this project from the beginning, which and is great. He actually has a great video game company that that has produced a number of, of games, and 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 uh, obviously he's the he the, he helped pull the Fast and Furious franchise, which is kind of going nowhere. Sure, and now it's this this. This uh, a tre- tremendous thing. Uh, I have to ask you because the movie has not come out. The advance on it's fantastic, uh, but the uh, um, he posted I think on Facebook a little while ago about a sequel. Uh, yeah, yeah, and now that's that caused quite a big stir. Is uh, would you mind both tying into another huge epic franchise yeah. if that did occur? It blew my mind in the sense that we we're already talking about a sequel, having with no one having seen the film before. Right, like, right. It's amazing Same. that, that Same. this conversation. We is were getting happening. interviewed about the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen the film, but I think Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel certainly knows a project. Apparently, he's got the touch. So, well, he's also yes. the king of letting those things out unbeknownst to the studio. <laughs> yeah. Right, you right, know, right, yeah. like he'll announce sequels that the studio's like, really? Is that, is that what we're doing? Have you seen the final film yet? Yes. You have, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, uh, is, a, is a franchise something that uh, that an actor, you know, would want? I mean, you know, hey, it's worked for several more years, or is it kind can, can of Certainly be not something to complain about. I suppose <laughs> it's, you know, you'd want the franchise to be something reflective of... You know, a piece of work that you're excited about mm-hmm. and excited about continuing to tell that story. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with franchises as long as there's a reason for the storytelling. I think when it feels like a forced, you know, exactly. money grab, it's, yeah. a, it's a bummer. And I think it, it's the antithesis of storytelling. But if there's something there that is that, you know, you feel like there's mining of reasonable stories over the course of multiple films. Absolutely. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as it's organic and it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so this movie is opening up. You guys have already had the premiere, or did you just uh, see it on your own? Uh, yeah, we had the yeah. premiere. Was... Yeah, we had the picture. The, of the picture of the New York. She yeah. was uh, all drunk. Was... Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had my champagne in my. Yeah. She was not. She left the party early. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's funny because Preston is uh, unsure as to uh, which of you to geek out more on. But uh, Rose, you take the uh, the the the. Uh, the baton on that one. Yes, on this yeah, one. Yeah. Time, I do, man. I do. Oh, yeah. I, 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 just, I was going to geek out about Elijah. Go <laughs> do it, do it. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, no. I mean, I just the the the, the whole series, the Game of Thrones series, has been. I, I man, you got to wait too damn long. <laughs> That's the only problem. For the now. next, I dread. I always around. dread the finale. Every I do season. too. Every season, I'm like, please, I just don't want to watch it. Because I, watch I know that I'm going to have that inevitable feeling of something won't have been tied up, something will be teased, and I have to wait a damn year for. it. Well, you it. look yeah. at something as Herculean as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but every. Christmas season, it was co- a new one right. was coming out. Yes, let's get it together, folks. Yes. <laughs> Rose, Nick, and I are huge fans of Downton Abbey. Are you oh, right. are you going to be seen in the the last season? Yes, oh, I come good. I come back for one episode. So the character that I um so I left in the fir- uh, at the end of the first season, and uh, my character is called Gwen, and uh, we see Gwen again. I think it's in the fourth episode of the sixth season, and um and yeah, it's very nice. We get to kind of like catch up with her, and she has a husband. Oh, well, talk about Yay. attention to detail. I mean, you know, for every for the movie you're talking about today, and for Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, a, a game, um, um, Downton, it's the same thing. There's so much attention to everything that goes into that, mm. into the set, into the acting, into the directing. It's it's so impressive. Yes, no, it very much is. It's um, and even from the beginning, it's been of a certain kind of caliber. Um, but I knew that it kind of like when I first signed on to it with Maggie Smith involved and Hugh Bonneville, that you know you can't really get that wrong. It mm. sort of ruins other TV shows. There, all right, so for instance, there is a show 
uh, the last last ex- executioner. I, I don't even want to watch it because I'm like it's there. It's trying. They're trying too much to be like Game of Thrones, and it's not going to be yeah, as about the, good. The, the bastard is it? The bastard the executioner. executioner. That's yeah, what from, it from is. the Sons of Anarchy guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, okay. so when you when you see these projects, these mm. these films and TV shows that you've been in that are as good as they are, for me, it it kind of ruins anything else that is not going to be up to snuff that wants well, we to come like at it from the same ilk. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, the standards are good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to ask, uh, and this is uh, this may be just wiki BS, and I didn't realize this as I was looking. But Elijah, were you in the "Forever uh, Your Girl" Paul Abdul video? Yeah, that was the first job I had as an actor. <laughs> That's true. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Wow. See, that ruined me for all other videos because yes. I can't. <laughs> Where is this? I I want to see. It's it. it's on YouTube, like everything else, and oh. you can tell it's you. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. That's oh, a good okay. song, man. All right. It was actually, it was directed by David Fincher before he started oh making movies. Oh my God. Yeah. There it is. We David didn't get Finch? That. David Fincher directed Oh wow, it? look at that. You can just pull it up on the television. Oh, we're man. pulling up a uh, video. I don't know at what point in the video he... Where's Elijah? Oh, Elijah. Where's Elijah? There he is. He was a girl. There he is. Oh, he's playing a cute up. little girl with pigtails. Uh, yeah. That's not me. <laughs> Someone was also texting it and that uh, you were in Back to the Future 2. Correct. Well. Yeah, that was the first job out in a film. A film film, yeah. yeah. And Back to the Future Day is coming up, apparently. It is. Is that that's... October? I think we've already... What, no, what's the day the today? 20... Is it the, fi- the 15th? 15th is today. Oh. So today is today. Is it today? It is. That's wow. Well, I know. Oh, look, there he is. There he is. Yeah, did just, you just break a pencil? I did. I was, oh. yeah. Wait, wait. What are you feeling? It's, 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 it's the stress of daycare, correct? <laughs> just so stressed. Look, he's, oh, he's yearning for his lost love. <laughs> yeah. Is that taken oh, from another it. video? What's that? Wasn't that taken? It's uh, taken from Boys of Summer, isn't it? Is that what it was? Yeah, because in the earlier yeah. part, well, I can't believe we're talking about. Oh no, no, Paul yeah, they, 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 uh, they, they sort of lampoon. Um, uh, what's the oh. what's the video with the girls? The Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer. Yeah. Oh, exactly. addicted to addicted love. to love. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then you're doing a video as well. You're lampooning. Something. Am I? I didn't even know that. Okay. <laughs> Fincher probably should have told you. I had, no, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> All right. October twenty first, two thousand fifteen. That's it. Oh, October twenty first. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that is coming up soon. And we have no flying week... cars. We don't have any um, hoverboards. hoverboards. Yes, but... we do have hoverboards. Yeah, but that thing. Listen, it's that thing right. requires a magnetic floor. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly it's right. Like, what? It, Thank you. It is not what we were promised. And no. I, I'm tired of people calling it a hoverboard. You should be able to go anywhere. Anywhere. You don't need to be. If you need to be, you have over, to be at the, their official like piece of flooring, then and it's then BS. it ceases to work. There's yes. one that's sort of close, but it uses. Like a hovercraft, and they're and they're, they're huge. Yeah, and it's, guys, it's baby. It's space. got like steam coming out of no, it. No, do you remember the size of the first <laughs> cell phones? This baby step. All right, guys. fair enough. Fair enough. Right. That's a good point. The Cubs could win the World Series this year, and they won the World Series in Back to the Future too. That's yep. right. So. The future is happening. <laughs> Very well could be. For and all by the way, I figured it out. Uh, Elijah, we had you in the studio. It was 10 years ago for Everything is Illuminated. That's, oh, that's that why we God, wild. 10 years ago? 10 years ago, yeah. You is just... that 10 years ago? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. I was, 20, I was 24. Jesus. Yeah, it's really wild, you know, because I'm not that much older than you. Um, you know, you, you've... Um, You've grown up great, you know? Well, <laughs> thanks, sir. Thank you. He's and, proud of you. Good job, buddy. Really, Listen, I'm really happy here's with... five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're well, doing all right. You've seen, I'm sure you've seen some of your contemporaries 
um, you know, make bad decisions, you know, in their late teens, early 20s and, and haven't been able to recover. And, and you've made, uh, I think, wise life decisions, uh, career decisions. And then I'm watching stuff like uh, The Grinder, and, and I'm looking at Fred Savage and I'm like, oh, this guy, like, thank God, because I... You know, he's my age. People that you like as as, yeah. Fred, as you were Fred a child. Savage uh, ended up being a director. He's yeah. a great yeah. director. He directed us, actually. If we're, we were in an episode of a, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You're kidding. And yeah. he was our director. Oh, yeah, he's been doing a bunch of that for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, he's he was phenomenal. Great. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you, do you, were your parents integral in making sure that the right decisions were made along the way? Oh yeah, most certainly. Kid? Yeah, my mother. How old were you, Rose, when you, when you got your first uh, acting gig? I was so, I, th- I think I was about 20. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm 28 now, so yeah. Wow. Yeah. What you guys do, it just constantly amazes. I mean, the quality, the fact that you guys are both attached to phenomenal, I mean, Lord of the Rings is the greatest trilogy of all the time. Greatest. And And you're, this is the series, just swept the Emmys. Uh, you know, it's just amaz- it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And now you have this. this more seasons left. Is that true? Um, the, I'm not too sure. One of Downton? No, no, no. no oh, Downton, Game of Thrones. Think, yeah, oh, yeah. Six, 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 six. And then the eventual crossover series. Down yeah, right. Down to thrones. By the way, Steve, last time Elijah was here so long ago, we were both uh, 200 pounds fat, heavier. Yeah. You guys were fat and <laughs> I was skinny. Casey was, was skinny and we were fat. And were I was sick that day. I was so <laughs> oh, mad. I, was I wasn't here when Elijah was in. And I, and we've had uh, three out of the four hobbits in studio, and yeah. I missed the Who, who else day. have you had? We've had uh, Sean Aston a couple of times, and... Um, Oh man! Billy, the not beats. Dominic Monaghan, but yeah, the Billy guy. Boyd. Billy, yeah, Boyd, Billy, Boyd, yeah. Was, Billy yeah. Boyd. Yeah, his We'd... band performed in here. Amazing! Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. and he's Scottish. He is. <laughs> he is. Oh my <laughs> god! I think he was from Glasgow. He's from Glasgow. Yeah, he's from Glasgow. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Wasn't he a surf for your parents? <laughs> <laughs> One time and made it big. Wow, well, huge! This the, yeah. the movie, the last witch. It looks awesome. I'm very excited. I love genre stuff like this. Yeah, I would love. So I, I, and I, I think Vin Diesel believed it. And who would have guessed? I know that he has the, the he has his instincts are really good. Yeah, you know. All right. Well, the movie is opening. It's called the the Last Witch Hunter and Elijah Wood. Rose Leslie, thank you guys for being here. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Let's hear it for him, guys. Yeah. Excellent. We'll take a break. Back in a moment. Stay there. WMMR rocks the 39th annual Delaware Valley of Eight for the kids' motorcycle toy run Sunday, November 3rd. Bikes will line up along Columbus Boulevard at Spring Garden starting at 9 a.m. with your Grand Marshal Jackie Bam Bam leading the way. Parade starts at noon when thousands of bikers set off on a 10-mile route through Philly, ending at Sugar House Casino to deliver new unwrapped toys to the U.S. Marine Corps' Toys for Tots program. Complete ride details at WMMR.com 93.3 WMMR Putting Philly first Preston and Steve On 93.3 WMMR In case you had a shard out you wanted to pass Oh yeah, you know what I do Nice I just want to give a shard out to Jacob who is a uh, a black listener and also works at my Pet Boys in Broomall Um, I just wanted to give him a shard out and say thank you for listening I went there, got my square nut. We're all set. My my battery is in my vest, and we're good to go. Now you said yesterday, were you? Did you actually go to softball practice, or you were at some place? Did you take the Vespa out and about? No, no, no. I was at my son's baseball oh, practice. Okay, no, right. I, uh, no, I, I misunderstood that. I did. I, I rode the the scooter just around the neighborhood briefly. Uh, you know, just get it out, but yeah. uh, get it moving. Just get it moving. Yeah, but kind of getting the urge to to maybe get something similar. You know, are honestly. you really? Yeah, but I wouldn't, for I, I wouldn't get a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 even though they're, they're kind of, I, how expensive are those tri 
Oh, they're they're expensive. Like twenty grand. Yeah. All right, then uh, forget that. Then. Well, here's the deal, Steve. If you are, I I, I just would recommend because you live in the Manioc area, yeah. you, you can't go fifty cc. You actually because of those hills. The, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fifty cc. I either want to get I'll get a Vespa or an Electroglide. Okay. Get a Vespa. <laughs> yeah. And, and what what is the cc's on yours? One hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty. Yeah, you All can right. do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish you were socially acceptable to just drive golf carts around everywhere because <laughs> yeah. that would make me really. happy. You know what? If honestly, and it's it's funny because I was reading an article about this and about the the Tesla, which is basically, you know, go kart technology and electric, you know. That's where a lot of this stuff is is going. So, um, yeah, I guess in a way it is. It's becoming more and more acceptable. A lot of my neighbors have golf carts. Do they really? They do. They Just zip, for the neighborhood? Zip around the Look, neighborhood. You live on a golf course. Yeah, they they zip up to the clubhouse. Man, I should live near you. <laughs> Just for the golf cart privileges. <laughs> the golf carts are fun. They're absolutely a lot of fun. You ever get in races? Uh, no. Uh, let me uh, <laughs> let me do a shard out here real quick. Sure. Uh, this is uh, it's a birthday shard out to my BFF, Beth. And this is from, uh, who the hell is this from? It's from uh, Christy, Christy Van Arsdale. Christy Van Arsdale? Yeah, she said it's uh, her birthday today. Beth is her birthday today. And uh, today she is one of the hardest, uh, she's one of the hardest working best mothers I know who loves your show. She deserves two shout outs. And they are Zeta Eta Pi sisters. Excellent. Uh, love you guys. Thanks, Preston, for whacking our asses. So here you go. A short for you guys. We love our sisters. And then, you know what, while I'm reading emails, let me read this one. It said uh, Shovel Buddy was necessary. <laughs> shovel Buddy, for those who don't know, is in case uh, it's a pact you have with a friend. If for some reason you die and you have embarrassing things uh, around your household that need to be taken away and buried somewhere. Like the thing you stick your junk in instead of finding a woman? That's right. Yeah, yeah. You're, you tell your buddy about it, and upon your death, he will come and retrieve it before anybody else. Before, before anybody else has a chance to... Uh, to See it, and then when you hear that sound, that's the shovel. Buddy Everyone alert. knows every yeah. every shovel buddy has to pay attention because one of your ranks has fallen. So I got this email that says, "Guys, just thought you would think this is funny, sad, but funny." My seventy-two-year-old father-in-law dropped dead in January. His loving girlfriend of five years, who had uh, who had just visited, he had just visited at her house for breakfast, figured that he must have fell ill, and called nine one one and unlocked the door before he collapsed and hit his head. And uh, they came in and found him on the bedroom floor. Seemed reasonable. Well, as we were cleaning out his stuff, first we found condoms and Viagra and Cialis and Flomax and some sort of other stuff that had to be injected with the needles that said for penile injection therapy. Oh, wow. Then we found a bunch of sex toys, toys, uh, vibes, lube, butt plugs. Oh, my God. Then we found 250 hardcore porn DVDs in the closet. And a horny college co-ed one in the DVD player. Then we heard from the neighbor that he wasn't alone when he died and that his young visitor was there often and is a known prostitute. (gasps) So we went and got a copy of the police report. I've attached it here. Way to go, Dad. And I read the police report. I don't have it in front of me here. But apparently (laughs) there was a young lady that at the time of death he was receiving... A little, oh, yeah, a little face love. She, yeah, if, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly face what she he was receiving. Right. Yeah, oh, no. they they put it in the report. Oh man, and oh, this, this is exactly. But 
You could have the world's best shovel, buddy. You can't get rid of all this. That's a lot of material. You can't get rid of a Exactly. But he says here, haven't told the girlfriend. She still thinks he was the most wonderful man ever, uh, though maybe she might get over his death a bit quicker if she knew the truth. I'm not going to say who sent this over. He was 72 years old. So, But, man, if you're plugging away that hard towards oh, 72. 72. Wow. Jeez. I guess you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you're supposed to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you I, go. I, I guarantee you. I mean, this is because that's the whole concept of the shovel, buddy, is you you owe it to your loved ones to not tarnish your memory. Now, mind you, you're gone. You've cast off the mortal coil, yeah. so it won't impact you. But you would like to think that you're remembered fondly instead of a uh, as someone who frequents hookers yeah. and as co-ed. Coed Girl 7 jammed in the DVD player. Yeah, yeah, so. I mean, it just it sort of sullies the image. Just thought I would share that. For us, it's awesome. <laughs> we would high-five him. But for family totally. members, you could see where that might be an yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, do you have, you don't have anything. Incriminating? Hidden around. Really, it's all now because of the digital age. It's all contained on, on the computers. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a you have a you have a default no, hidden stuff, file on all, your computer? All that stuff is gone. No, I don't. I don't keep stuff in files. We get so much stuff regularly sent to us that it's it's part of our regular mail. Yeah, so sure. It's just it just sits there. You you couldn't I even mean, hide it all the stuff we I, get. I dabble. There are people that live for it. I mean, there are people that have accounts on some of these websites, no, and it's all thousands free. and thousands and thousands of of you know images and, and videos that they have saved or that they have. Uh, you know, they, playlists they've made and things like that. And I'm like, dude, is that all you do all day long? I guess some people, yes. I don't really know. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a that was a pretty interesting uh, well, shovel, buddy, shovel buddy. Said that he needed a shovel buddy. That wow, that and then uh, Carmen's story are uh, yeah. We're on a roll today. Yeah, yeah. we are. All right, I'm going to switch gears in dramatically. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, Steve sent me this article, and it was through Spotify. They analyzed more than 2.8 million dollar, or not million dollars, 2.8 million playlists that had a sleep theme to oh, them okay I, so i have one of those do you really yes like a uh, relaxing theme uh, yeah, no, uh I playlist have it, i have it through my itunes not through spotify but i right. have a it, it's called sleepy music and okay uh, you know if i'm on a plane or something like that i'll, I'll cue it up and that's then, exactly this basically yeah. so but you, you you have it purchased but this you know they're like uh, pandora they're, all, they're more streaming but they right they, they're able to tally this is from my music collection where i've taken songs that help me right you Chill out. It. You set up yeah. a, a subdirectory, right? Uh, so they found some things in common with uh, these these particular playlists that are sleep themed, and uh, I have some artists that are considered <laughs> the sleepiest. Who would you put in there? <laughs> I, my go I, my go to artist yeah. in my is Coldplay. Okay, and it's it's pretty music. Yeah. It's relaxing music. I, I like the band a lot, but it's uh, it always helps me fall asleep. I've, okay. I've seen the list, so I'm going to have to uh, recuse myself, but the uh, but it's uh, it's kind of what I was imagining. I don't... Uh, I, I can't go to sleep to music. It, it's, uh, the music will keep me awake, so I, I, I have nothing to edit. Now, I have some... There are some songs that will make me drowsy just hearing them, and I want to get them away from me. I will use music to help um, make me drowsy and help with the sleep process, but I'm, okay. uh, just as you, Preston, I can't... I couldn't be listening... To music and fall asleep. Oh my but god! For, what's for, it? for quite a long time, I would. That, that's all I would do before sleep: listen to music and then go to sleep. What's who's the, we play the song? It's a, a, a cover of a Simple Man, Leonard oh, Skinner. Oh my god! I want to <laughs> shoot myself when that comes on. All right. Well, we're not talking about music that was that you but, want to but, shoot yourself. No, no, to, no. But... Because it it takes me here. I am up yeah. here. 
And then all of a sudden, I start to calm down. So that might be good then to listen no. to to go to sleep. Well, I mean, not as I'm actively sleeping. This is like in the middle of the day, I'm trying to get no. something done. This I makes you want to take a dirt nap. And it's just like... I mean, I like the song. I, but I, I, like, I like the Leonard Skinner yeah. version. All right, this one brings it down to zero. But, but anyway, that's me. I'm not saying they're not a great musician or a great band, and, and that's a great song. But that drags me down. A good Coldplay Fall Asleep song? Fix You. Yeah. Yes. Fix You? Yes. Uh, actually, it picks up it, after a little yeah, while. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, but, but still, it's like... No, Amsterdam would be the, I think... Uh, Sing uh, Fix You to me. How's it go? I will fix you. I see the face. Well, geez, fall your I mean, I know face. the song. I just can't no, think of it. Like, it the starts title. off really tranquil, but it does it. pick up. So yeah. you, it, you would start to fall asleep, and then you'd uh, you'd waken up. All right. Well, yeah, this is this is. I mean, this is. It yeah, starts off you, really. You, you, yeah. When you feel so tired. Um. They're right, though. It does kick in in the second part. So well, it, it, this would be the equivalent of a caffeine nap. The most popular <laughs> artists on this list for sleep songs are Sam Smith. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And Ed Sheeran. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That makes perfect sense. So more acoustic kind of leaning music and uh, very, you know. I have I have a, um, a, a relaxing collection of music. It would be from James Taylor. Yeah, uh, Jackson Brown, Crocus, no, no, Crocus. Uh, yeah, so that that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, it tends to relax. I used to use music to fall asleep. I don't anymore now. I just need it completely quiet. But I did try that breathing exercise, Preston, that you told us about the other day. Yeah, four, four, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. Man, that works, doesn't it? And, Explain and it the, again, could you? The, yeah. So, but here's the thing: I'll do it a few times, and I'm like, oh, why am I? This isn't working. And the next thing, and then I, the next, next thing, thing, I know, know I'm waking asleep. up tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's real simple. It's called four seven eight, and it's a breathing technique. So you you lie in bed, uh, you start to get yourself in that mode, and then you breathe deeply through your nose for a count of four. You hold it for seven seconds, and, and by the way, before you start breathing in, you want to breathe out all your air first. Breathe in for a count of four through your nose. Hold it for a count of seven, and then breathe out of your mouth for a count of eight. Four seven eight. Yeah, four seven. Eight. Breathe in, hold it for seven, and then breathe it out for eight. For eight. Right. Even if you can't get it all out, you still. Yeah. Push, See, I, I know my mistake. All the air out. I held my breath for four hundred and seven eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> wrong. I do that. I think I do it maybe three or four times, and yeah, I'm out. About three times, mm-hmm. and and uh, that's and, and and I did the same thing, Kath. I'm like, I did it like three times. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, this is stupid. Exactly. And then I'm out. <laughs> So it, after you stop doing it, who, uh, who, put who you told to you about this? How did you find out about Marissa this? Marissa sent it over to me. She saw it in an article. Huh. And, and then I saw another one on how to do the opposite of that, about how to wake you up. And oh, yeah. What's that? I need that. You know what? Eight, I, seven, four. I, it's, <laughs> I, no, it has to do with uh, with uh, shallow breathing and kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah. And and I, I didn't read the full thing. You can probably find it online, but there's there's something okay. that'll that'll pick you back up. I'm going to look. As well. I uh, use my firecracker sleep mask. You use your firecracker? That wakes cracker? me right up. Oh, yeah. you put, is it yeah. firecrackers, firecrackers on your face? Sleep mask. <laughs> All right, this is Fix You as it yeah. picks up. Same I tempo, still, I though. I can still fall asleep to that. Yeah, same tempo. History. Love this song. Down your face. 
Go for it, Case. No, not doing it. Not doing it. Uh, Didgeridoo in the back. Yeah. I don't have Siberian throat singing? Yeah. Oh, I actually, I've seen some really great Siberian throat singing. Really? Yeah, it was a guy. He's got like one string. He's just sitting on a mountain in Nepal. And, um, and. Just sitting on a mountain in Nepal. Just hanging. Just here sitting on a mountain in Nepal. And he's got like a guitar with one string, whatever you want to call that instrument. And he starts throat singing and playing one string. It was badass, man. It was really, really great. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyhow, back to the sleepy music uh, and the sleepy. We leave the world of Siberian throat singing. Sleepy playlist. What is this? This is some of your Sam Smith sleepy music. I don't have any Ed Sheeran. Uh, what is the title of this song? This one is Leave Your Lover. All right, because the number one on the list is Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud. Do you have Thinking Out Loud, Casey? No, that's Ed Sheeran. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Sam Smith. All right, how about Stay With Me? That's oh, number course. two. Oh, well, that's the, that's that's the, the hit. hit. That's the, mega the big hit. one, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which was uh, the Tom Petty, the lawsuit. Yeah, right? that's Over, right. Uh, won't Back Down? Was that it? <sighs> yes. Yeah. What What other kind of, of playlists do you guys have besides, besides Sleepy Time? Workout. Party. Yeah. I have a workout playlist. I have a, my riding bike playlist. I have a totally quiet playlist. Yeah. I have nothing there. Nothing there. Yeah. The party playlist, because if you have people over, yeah. um, you want to put something on that it's not going to then, you know, go yep. to fix you or something like that. I have I have a party playlist. I have my uh, I have my island music. I call it, which is for by the pool. Yeah, and it's all I like, like reggae and and uh, things really? along those lines. Yeah, you, you're good with that. I I, I just kind of listen to my general library. I stuff. mostly do, Steve. Yeah, yeah. But I also have I have dinner music. And then I have dinner jazz, which is if you're having like a friends over and you just want you know instrumental music. Your jazz and, buddies and my and all my uh, beatniks. Damn man, it's good to see you. <laughs> what we're having tonight? What is this could do? Give me some skin, brother, man. So I got dinner jazz. I have party, and then I have dance party. Or if we have like uh, you know my daughter's friends come over and they want some more dancey poppy Aww. type of stuff. Uh, but my friend, like my buddy Will, makes. Tons of different playlists, just all kinds of. He's constantly making playlists for you know, you know, driving, driving for an hour or something like driving that. Driving Miss Daisy. Or one time we were going to Atlantic City, he did a driving to Atlantic City playlist. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's, that's cool. cool. I like that's that. someone who cares. I don't yeah. care, so I, I just do. I just hit like random shuffle. I have yeah. a St. Louis playlist. Do you? What's which on is that? A lot of songs that were kind of like regional hits. That, that Sammy Hagar. You guys would know. Yeah, there's some Hagar on there. There's some Lover Boy on there. There's Nelly. Some, uh, no, not Nelly. He's from St. Louis. But there's bands that you probably never never heard of, like Mason Prophet and and uh, Jonathan Edwards. And, I Jonathan Edwards, yes. And um, uh, who else? Uh, Moxie and uh, Head East and no. all these bands you guys wouldn't know. Uh, but uh, that's for when my buddies, as I have friends in town from St. Louis that live here, and when we get together, I put that on. Wow, you know so. Uh, but I don't have a sleep. I don't have a, a go to sleep uh, playlist. Well, Again, yeah. it's it's a lot. It's a lot of. Um... By the way, I'm getting tired. Turn this music <laughs> off. Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. I I like in those albums. I'm with Kathy. I I don't fall asleep with music. I I have to you know shut it or, or with you now, but to get into sort of a. Um, Sort of uh, altered state of consciousness, right. you know. I, Pink Floyd is always a home run. Okay, I tried especially that. that album. I tried that for my kids because my kids all go to sleep with music, and um, they were listening to classical music. And then uh, I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some Pink Floyd in there. And how they react? Well, when we got to, oh gosh, it's uh, what song is right before Breathe? 
Um, I can't remember. Where it's, ah! 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 Oh, my gosh. Oh, that, Speak to me. Okay. Speak to me. Uh, ah! All right. Ah! Ah! All right. So right before Breathe, um, this song comes on. And yeah, it, there's some and creepy it, things that yeah. pop up in yeah. Pink Floyd's yeah. albums for sure. Yeah, so this came, this came on and my, my uh, daughter didn't like that all that much, so yeah. I just went back to the classical music. My son, he had, he's got all the Coldplay CDs, so that's what he goes to sleep to exclusively the Coldplay. Still, so, do they all still listen to music when they go to sleep? Uh, Casey doesn't anymore, and now Avery either will go through classical music or uh, remember intern um, uh, Oh yeah, Molauda? No. Oh, oh. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Redhead, uh, Link, uh, she liked... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Mary. Mary. Okay. Mary, yeah. yes. She was in that, this part. The that, just that little scream there? Yeah. Oh, really? Come on. That was Shake it off. To that. She didn't really like it. She was this in is a... a great... God, this is such a great song. Go ahead. <laughs> she was in a band in, at Temple called Al Capella, oh, and yeah. she gave us a CD, and, and so my daughter goes to sleep to that all the time now. Okay. You know what I did for a while there, Steve? I, I did put some, um, you know, spa music on. Wyndham uh, Hill collection? For, for, for that type of thing. And But I'm like you. I mainly listen. I just throw it on shuffle. Whatever yeah. comes up, comes up. And every now and then, I've seen, you know, it's coming out of some awesome up-tempo song. And then it would be like. And I'd have to skip it all the time. I finally got rid of it. Dude, yeah. I never did this. Like, I never, um, I never. I've done production for the show over the years, so I'll I'll have a song playing if I put on shuffle, and then it'll be. What's your name, fat body? So that, <laughs> that that'll. Pop, I mean, I swear oh. to God, there's so much show production that ends up in my full library. I have a handful of them. Yeah. Uh, I've got. Uh, I've got- I've got one that we did. It was called Matey Shady. Matey Shady, and it was uh, yeah, it was uh, it was to the um, to the tune of um, Eminem. Um, oh man, um, Slim Shady, Shady yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's me going Matey Shady, and you, somebody had edited it together. Oh, and I meant okay. an Oksana's yeah. facialist or something like that. I have uh, some live tracks from our show in my iTunes, and every now and then I'll be falling asleep on a plane or whatever, and press, and your voice will come in and be introducing Gaelic Storm or like uh, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. okay, go. And I'm like, oh man, Preston's in my head again, dude. Yeah. Right. Well, these uh, these are the the top uh, songs. Thinking out loud from Ed Sheeran. Stay with me from Sam Smith. Love me like you do. From- love me like you do. Love, love, love me like you do. Is that Rihanna? No, it's Ellie Golding. Oh. oh, and that's is that a that doesn't sound like a song that would put you to sleep. No, it's kind of dancing from Fifty Shades of Grey. I see fire from Ed Sheeran, and then I'm not the only one from Sam Smith, and then Rain of Sleep from Rain Sounds. That sounds like it's designed to make you rain? go to sleep. Yeah. yeah, all of me from John rain Legend. Sounds. All of me is uh, John Legend probably ends up in. Uh, uh, you know, a number of play uh, sleepy time playlists. There's some good, yeah. quiet, acoustic Dave Matthews stuff that's in my sleepy time list, and that'll make me go to bed every time. Yeah. Love you, uh, or love or lay down, and uh, pay for what you get. It's just quiet, acoustic guitar stuff. Sit on my face. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> well, that's afterwards. You yeah. fall asleep. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a whole list of them here. A lot of these I don't I don't know. Here here's one I do know. Four or five seconds, Rihanna. You like that song. Kanye West, Paul McCartney. I do think it is a good song. And yeah. it's not just because Paul McCartney is involved with it. It's just a, it's just a decent song. Yeah, it's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Um, I used so, to listen to a lot of a fusion jazz. Yeah. Like Spyro Gyra. Sure. And uh, Lee Rittenauer. And, and yeah, and that would... Mahavishnu Orchestra. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And um, Weather Report. Yes. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
You don't know that idea. No, no. Birdland? It's a <laughs> but I liked it. It's a classic. I liked it. It sounded pretty cool. All right, so uh, maybe make a playlist if you haven't done that before. Or for... go to sleep, maybe. Um, oh, wait a minute. Somebody says, uh, look up ASMR for sleep. Well, I have ASMR. I do that all the Great time. Great band. No, they're not a band. Oh, they're not a band? That's just, I, I will pull up... Like three hours of someone just typing on a computer. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube, and I am. Thank you. I'm practically drooling while I'm listening to that stuff because it just sends me into a trance. You see the door open, and then right instead, the... instead of a Steinway, there's a, an Underwood typewriter right on the end. Yeah. But there's there, yeah, there's old classic typewriters. Yeah, there's there are different um, keyboards, it, whether it be on a laptop or an old raised uh, keypad keyboard like this, and. People, they, they run their fingers on them. Mm. Oh, wait, I just started recording. I didn't mean to do that. This person texted, uh, just put on the Phillies. You'll be asleep in 0. .8 seconds. <laughs> which is it's a legit point. But I on a Sunday afternoon game, especially back in the day, if it was Harry Callis and it was a, a you know just a random summer afternoon, yeah. that would easily get me to fall asleep. It's a good the, nap thing. The pentameter of the baseball play-by-play yes. call... And the residual can, sound can lilt you off if it's especially if it's not an exciting game. Exactly, and it it can it can take you off into uh, a sleep. Absolutely, yeah, I like that. Yeah, go to sleep. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, if you haven't uh, made a playlist, maybe you want to think about doing that. All right, we should take a break. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR Facebook, Twitter, you know. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Jewel places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. We'll begin with this. Cheese sticks. Well, they're just cheese sticks, but the owner of a uh, of the DA, of Dago Joe's food truck. Dago Joe's food truck. Uh, chose to differentiate his with an odd menu description, and it says, they're battered like your wife. No. So no. he's, he's on the all menu. about being PC. On the menu. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, a potential customer tipped off a local news station. This is in Detroit, by the way. After uh, searching the Dago Joe's website for a lunch option, the mozzarella cheese sticks are listed alongside other side options. The description says, not just breaded, they're battered like and, your wife. God. And remember, even drunken Irish people love it. It says, uh, with your choice of sauces or ranch dressing. Yeah. Uh, looking for an explanation, a reporter caught up with uh, Dago Joe's food truck uh, Tuesday afternoon. Owner Joe uh, Shimana explained the My me- Shimana? Uh, the menu describing uh, s- description, saying it was just a joke. He said, we're not joking about battered women. He said, we're joking about the battered mozzarella sticks. Right. Uh, Shimana also explained... He should be a lawyer, the way he argues his case. ...that the cheese sticks were sold out uh, by the time the uh, news station checked in with him. You got to try some of our abortion potato fries. Yeah. (laughs) Delish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, While they Second trimester abortion potatoes. (laughs) 
While they remained untouched on the truck's uh, website menu, the words, uh, like your wife, had been lightly colored over on the menu posted to the side of the truck. Uh, Shimana says the words previously covered up by something on the side of the truck, but the covering was no longer there. He said most people get it. He said we're fun. We'd never condone anything like that. Here, have a lazy Mexican taco. All right, so the NYPD has begun cracking down on people who sell churros in subway stations. Churros, there you go. I love churros. Yeah. Uh, they, they're my favorite. That's one of the only reasons I like going to uh, um, to BJ's. or uh, Is that what they sell? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they Taco have Bell, too. Tur- the churros. Costco, that's where it is. The churros <laughs> and the uh, the soft chocolate chip cookies mm. are right under the uh, vacation listings for yeah. the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Taco Bell doesn't have churros. They have uh, cinnamon twists. Oh, okay. Uh, They report that uh, several women have been arrested or ticketed by cops for selling crunchy pastries inside the city subway system. One woman said that uh, after she was arrested, cops confiscated her churros, took her to a precinct station, and then ate them in front of her. (laughs) How could you not? What would they do with hookers? They're so good. Yeah. Uh, she said they take the churros, saying they need them for evidence, and that they will return them, but they don't return them. She what said, are, are "Churros are corn-based." Uh, n- no. Um, what, what are they? What are they made out of? The actual churro matter is it's it- a dough of some yeah, sort. Okay. Yeah, flour. Uh, flour. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Look up a recipe for churros, yeah. uh, Marissa. Anna Alvarado. Uh, said when they get to the precinct, whoever wants one grabs one, and whatever's left they put in a black bag. Uh, she said she's been arrested seven times in the last two and a half years. Can't she work out some sort of deal? But she continues to hawk the snacks to feed herself and her two sons. She said that once she gets arrested at one station, she has to move over to another one. So what do we have? In, uh, it's water, sugar, salt, vegetable oil, flour. And uh, yeah, sugar, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Cinnamon, of course. All right, think about the flavor. So it's a I don't know what's base. in it, but I love it. A cross-dressing bank robber, dubbed the Mrs. Doubtfire Bandit by police, is on the loose in Southern California. Surveillance video taken inside a Santa Cruz bank Friday shows the sashaying suspect wearing an ill-fitting, dirty blonde wig, black frame glasses, a gold locket around his neck, and carrying a tan purse on his bended arm. And he's kind of a big dude, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the suspect is further described as approximately 25 to 35 years old, about 170 pounds, five foot five, with a dark complexion. I mean, he's kind of... Chunky. At least he, he looks maybe like, he's wearing padding. I don't know. Looks like Roseanne. Um, police say <laughs> the man was uh, the man first prowled around inside the Rainbow Bank around 2 p.m., possibly casing the bank. When the employees contacted the suspect, they were surprised to see that although the suspect was dressed like a female, he was actually a male. He then left without any crime being committed. But at 3 p.m., the U.S. Bank was robbed by a similarly dressed man who used a note but no visible weapon to demand money. No one was injured inside the bank. So they are looking for this guy. They think that he's going around from place to place. I wonder what what the uh, tellers are told as far as protocol. Simply a note threatening a weapon is enough? Yeah, it is. I mean, they they don't want to, uh, you know. Well, they don't want anybody to get hurt. And usually that's that's kind of the protocol of that. Uh, And... You know, I guess most bank robbers end up getting caught. Yeah, anyhow, so. I would slide a note back saying, I don't believe you. Right. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. All right. And then finally, we'll end with this. A new Islamic fatwa in Turkey has decreed that Muslims are allowed to use toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fatwas at Costco. Uh, the Directorate of Religious Affairs for Turkey stated that the use of the material for hygiene is acceptable, but water is preferable. Islamic teachings traditionally state that followers should use water to clean themselves after going to the bathroom. The set of rules for how Muslims should receive the, relieve themselves called the uh, 
Qada al-Haja was established in the times before toilet paper or toilet seats were invented. Okay. Use of the left hand or three stones was also permissible. So it's like um, De- Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. Yeah, the three seashells. Three seashells. Yeah. Who knew that was Islamic? Uh, the code also states that followers should not speak or read while on the toilet. Well, I'm done for then. And should enter with their left foot and leave with their right, speaking a prayer. Uh, the new announcement stated, if water cannot be found for cleansing, other cleansing materials can be used. Even though some sources deem paper to be unsuitable as a cleaning material, as it is an apparatus for writing, there is no problem in using toilet paper. Is it okay to scour lobster tube? Uh, that, While defecating. I don't know. Okay. Uh, last month, the Directorate of Religious Affairs has also relaxed rules on around uh, the use of uh, products containing alcohol as long as they are not consumed. They said hand sanitizers and other similar products used for hygiene products are now uh, halal. Yeah, that is very halal. Halal. (laughs) Halal. Halal. Is anyone there? (laughs) I would say this. uh, Well, that's that's a step in the right direction. Yep, that is your bizarre file. Right. Okay. So, I mean, there seems to be some sort of contention here that Taco Bell does indeed have churros. Are we back at that already well, after we've just learned that they that, that now they're allowed to use toilet paper? I've never seen them. I'm on their website right now. Um, apparently they do. But Did not, somebody contact you? Or? I, I saw people uh, on, on, on uh, the text message board saying that they do. But, I mean, right now I see caramel apple and pinatas. I see cinnamon twists. I love their cinnamon twists. Cinnamon twist. done delight. Or cinnamon bun. The cinnamon twists are like little bitty churros. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want a full-blown cranking churro, you got to go to like to a fair or to Costco or to yeah. you know, street fairs always have those. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the, uh, what do they call them, Zeppelin's? The, uh, the, the fried dough? Oh, I don't know. The uh, in, in, in the in the baker? Cinnamon stuff? Right. Uh, Zeppelin's, I thought they were called. Is not the Italian sure. name from. Hmm. Um, but anyhow, yeah, they're pretty awesome. There need to be more churros on the East Coast, I think. You find them all over California and stuff yeah. like that. But we need, I wish we they need... all could be California churros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We don't want you to go anywhere, all right? Bizarre Files is brought to you by Gwetted Mercy University, where you can make a difference and a living. Check out their fall open house on Saturday, November 9th to learn more about their excellent academics, generous scholarships, and deep commitment to service. Sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. On 93.3 WMMR. The President Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Our next guests are going to be performing. And in fact, by the way, this is their first U.S. tour. And we're really excited that they've stopped by WMMR for this event. And uh, even though it's their first U.S. tour, they're playing one of the biggest shows in the country. It's huge. Budweiser the, Made in America. Yeah, and the excitement level over them specifically is huge. Opening the main stage. And I'm personally happy to see Sequins making their way back into yeah. rock and roll. Please give some love to Luke, Adam, Jed, and Gethin. It is the Struts here this morning. Good morning. Starting now? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, no, no. We're just saying hi first. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> uh, no, welcome uh, welcome to Philadelphia. We assume this is your first time in this particular city. It is, and uh, it's a mighty beautiful one. Uh, as we can see. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You, you're fighting a little jet lag, you said, right? How a many, little bit, yeah. We're kind of waking up about 5 a.m. and stuff. But okay. It takes me about three hours to look this good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You are. You are a done-up rock star. Thank and, you very much. And I love that because 
I grew up in an era where that was the thing, man. Fashion was huge for uh, being in a band. In fact, I tried to do that for a while when I played in a band with it. You know, styling your hair alone took thirty minutes. You know, yeah. just to get ready for the whole thing. Well, do you have any other sequin shirts I could have? Maybe <laughs> no sequin, but any various animal prints <laughs> and that so could work. That can work. That would be great. Nice. Um, how long have you guys uh, been together as a group? Because it's, uh, this is you know your first time in the U.S., but you have you have a history. You've been around for a little while. Yeah, I mean, me and Adam have been writing for probably the best part of six years now okay and i guess as a, a, a full-on group it's been about uh, at least four so Would but yeah this is like you said this is our first time we've ever properly you know toured around the states so we're dead excited it's still it's still in the, in the in the chronology of a lot of bands you're 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 moving along at a at a good clip uh, and uh, you, you also uh, something that we've talked about is your the the embracing of that older style of um uh, of, of not, oh, geez, it's weird to say older, but putting on a show, you know, and you guys are smiling and conversive, and you actually seem to be enjoying what you're doing, which is a great <laughs> thing. We were watching, I was watching the MTV, uh, you know, music awards, and a lot of people look disinterested and bored, and it's uh, this is what we want to see. Well, you know, we want to see people enjoy what they're doing. Um, is is it wild to uh, be playing venues that you were spectators at just you know years before? And 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 getting all getting all that now the audience looking at you is it still blowing blowing your mind? Uh, it's you know it's what we were born to do. <laughs> yeah, so there you it's go. Not unusual in the slightest, right? But no, I mean it is great to get out and you know like you said, things are really moving and it's just every single day that we have you know including this one is just uh, an absolute blessing. So yeah, it's great. You guys played the Reading and Leeds uh, festival um, as Steve was saying former spectators and patrons oh, right. yeah. and now on the bill that must have been a little bit exciting for you. It was really good. The the, the actual weekend we attended for Leeds we probably can't remember <laughs> as it should anything. be but it was nice to have that parallel you know image yeah. of uh, seeing a we saw some cell phone footage uh, somebody has right down front by you guys you're standing amongst a crowd of people and you're getting everybody to sing along you're just singing you know kind of scatting basically and right. the crowd is, is following your lead and so forth and it didn't seem like you had a microphone or anything like that you were just uh was this at in a party tent or was this on stage or it was the it was the enemy tent so it's it, i think it's one of the i think it's at least the second biggest stage okay at the festival but no what i what i did is i came down and jumped over the barrier and then parted the uh, crowd like Moses. There you go. <laughs> Got everyone down, and then it, I kind of turn it into a, um, a sing-off between one side of the crowd to the other. So. And you do that with no microphone? No microphone. You're no. pretty damn loud then, I guess. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the cool thing, you know, when we get the band to go right down. Yeah. And then it's literally, you know, you could probably hear my fingers click. And it's yeah. That quiet. You know? That's cool. It seems <laughs> really, which is really bizarre, but yeah. It's yeah. Great. It seems like you really are having fun in everything you do. In fact, uh, we asked you guys to do a couple of station IDs for us last week, and our overnight guy, Jackie Bam Bam, came into our show the next day and was <laughs> freaking out over the ID that you gave him. He's like, oh, you're never going to eat this Jackie Bam Bam. Blah, blah. And he said that he got the best one out of it. He's like, Pierre's going to be so jealous. I got the best <laughs> yeah, one. I got the best one. I got one. the best. Do we have it? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We actually have it. We have a whole bunch of different IDs from you, and from what I understand, they're all great. They're all yeah, great. I would I love to play some. I mean, I, I was doing them in the studio, and um, I had to do a, quite a lot. I was there for about two and a half hours. Sure. 
For this specific station, I did turn on the, the charm that little bit. <laughs> All right, well, let me, let me, let me play Jackie's yeah. ID. So here we go. Hi, Luke Spiller from The Struts here, and you're listening to Jackie Bam Bam Thank You, Ma'am, on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. I love it. Yeah. Nick? This is the uh, the fourth year for Made in America. I've been uh, for the first three years. I'm going this year as well. And uh, I really love this festival because it's uh, spaced out really well. You're going to see music that normally you wouldn't otherwise. Um, they have EDM tents. They have rock bands. They, you know, they have you guys doing the Rocky stage. Do you like doing festivals? Do you get to go out and see other bands while you're there? Um, we don't really have the time. Uh, it's quite rare. I mean, I don't know. It's just like once we get there, loading all the gear, you know, makeup wardrobe warming up and stuff like that it takes a an awful lot of time um obviously if we can hang around then yeah we normally stick around but festivals in particular we we really love them because it's not um solely our audience you know so there's that feeling of going out there onto like a, a musical battlefield and you have to kind of <laughs> win everybody over so it's like a real challenge you know so we love it so the the uh, the bands that keep getting mentioned when you're mentioned, uh, the Rolling Stones and Queen, uh, two great comparisons. That's a wonderful thing. Is it also a little bit of an albatross when they they keep holding that up to uh, to the comparison, or is that uh, is that a okay with you? Well, as albatrosses go, you know, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah, and 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 your 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 original were you in, uh, Michael Jackson was a big inspiration early. Is yeah, that correct? Huge, yeah, huge. I mean, I mean, who hasn't been influenced by him? Really? Yeah. It's, it, if you like music and, and you really appreciate performance and, and movement and dance and all that kind of thing, it's, it's kind of hard to, to ignore that. But, yeah, he was, he was a huge influence on me um, in, the, in the young years. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, listen, uh, everybody's tuned up and ready to go, so we'd love to get a song out of you guys. Um, what would you like to play, Luke? What's it going to be? This is our uh, current single entitled Could Have Been Me. Great song. It's nice. a Struts on 93.3 WMMR. Sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wanna live as an untold story. Rather go out in a blaze of glory. I can't hear you. I don't fear you. I live now because the bad die last. Dodging bullets with your broken past I can't hear you I don't fear you now Wrapped in your regret What a way you stop blood and swear Oh, I want to taste love and pain want to feel pride and shame I'd rather listen to President Steve telling me I can't hear you. I don't pay you. Don't wanna wake up on a Monday morning. The thought of what you did in my skin calling. I can't pay you. I don't pay you now. 
on 93.3 WMMR Everything That Rocks that song makes me want to drink um, <laughs> is that yeah I don't know if that's the desired effect but it seems like a beer in hand hugging your friends <laughs> swaying back and forth you know what I mean that's brilliant <laughs> Never heard that, but yeah. <laughs> it's 9.22 a.m., and I want to crack open a beer right now. Do you know what it is? It's, it's a new song that has a nostalgic sound to it, which, uh, which I love. It's like an immediate, I know this song, and, and that's when, it first, when we first played it on MMR, I'm like, this is a new song, but I know this song, you know, which is, which is a great thing to immediately connect. Preston is the first to tell you he'll need a few listens on a song before he yeah. starts to get a handle on it. You get this one instantly. Yep, right off the bat. Wow. Is, do That's songs come right. to you that way? Do, do they come in a, in, a, in a flash or is it a, an assembling? We sweat and bleed for the song. <laughs> for your craft, yeah. No, yeah. Really, I, I mean, we do. You know, yeah. it's, it's like we're... Um, we don't settle for anything unless it's, you know, pure liquid gold. So. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Well, you've There's nothing you've, wrong with that. You, you've got a, a great melody to the song. You've got, you know, uh, great instrumentation. The, the rhythm is wonderful. Uh, but what really puts the, the, the cap on it, Luke, is, is how um, powerful your vocals are in that. And you really, I mean... You're screaming. I mean, you're singing, but you're really projecting when you're when you're going for it in the the height of the uh, um, uh, the chorus of that song. And uh, can you do that all night long? You know, at a show and, and of course, yeah, okay. <laughs> of course, because yeah. it sounds like you, you're really pushing. I'm like, man, that guy's got to be hoarse after this. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it does take its toll. Yeah, um, but. It's like anything, really. It's just common sense. Right. You know? mm. If I decide to smoke 20 Marlboro Reds and drink <laughs> half a bottle of whiskey on before I go on, then, yeah, I'm going to struggle slightly. <laughs> <laughs> it might have an impact. Uh, it might have some sort of impact. But, you know, it's just about common sense, really, and just, um, you know, warming up a bit, and uh, yeah. it's, it's confidence. 
I uh, love. Um, I, real quick, I want to interrupt Casey because even though we've been playing that song regularly here at MMR, there are some people that are texting and they're just picking it up for the first time. And just to give you the title, it's called "Could Have Been Me" and it's from the album "Everybody Wants." Yeah. Uh, from the struts. You guys are having fun, and and I love that you guys are meticulous in your planning. And it just seems like you know when you do all that planning, uh, when you get up on stage or you, you know you're going to perform, it just looks like you're just having fun. But all the planning goes behind it. I want to ask some questions for Jackie Bam Bam, uh, mm-hmm. who who loves your look first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to ask about your clothes designer from Queen. Uh, he also wants he has questions about your hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, he wants to know if you cut it yourself and if you use razors. If you use if you razor it. I don't cut it myself, unfortunately. I have one specific person who I will let, you know, come at least six foot with a pair of scissors <laughs> to would, my hair. Other would that than be? That, no one else can touch it. Um, and it's an anonymous, anonymous <laughs> person anonymous who person I can't me. reveal the identity <laughs> it's of. It's a drummer. Gethin, master stylist. She has a Welsh accent, and that's about it. Uh, but again, I mean, this is, it, it, this is planned out. This isn't something like, oh, for me, a lot of times when I get up in the morning, it's whatever's on top of the pile. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I, I assume that's not how you roll. No, I don't roll. Nah. <laughs> well, you're, you're, look at him. Are of course, you're not, he does it. You're, you're, you're interested in, in starting, or have you in fact started your own fashion line now? That's something you're working towards, right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's in its very early stages at the moment, but I think just experiencing, you know, shopping on normal high streets and and having a real trouble to, you know look the way I do without being a closet transvestite. <laughs> um, I've decided to, you know, put that kind of into practice and, and, and try and make something which can be flamboyant and, and, you know, you don't have to feel awkward about buying it. Right. Like I do, you know, I don't care. No, but I know you... that a lot of people do, you know. So. Luke, you don't look closeted at all. No. <laughs> no. You're right out there, man. <laughs> what do you think it is about English bands that just seem, it, it's it's more charming than a, than an American band? <laughs> to us it does. It probably seems less to you, but, but yeah, I know what he's talking about. There just seems to be an extra charm and I think it's it's it might be by way of the accent, but mm. you, your your take on it? Why why are we enamored of of the the British rock star? It's funny because it doesn't really make sense because all England's ever really done is just taken what you do and do it better. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of right. I yeah. agree. I agree. I mean, with the Beatles, you and know. you and you end up but spending loads of money buying all the records. So. <laughs> If you look, if you look at the history of great bands that have stood the test of time, there are a handful of American bands, but there are a ton of British bands. I'm speaking of Zeppelin and the Who and yeah. the Beatles, of mm. course. And there's just been name after name after name uh, that have just hit it, you yeah. Know? And it just really found the mark. But of course, there was a fascination with American music earlier exactly. on in the world of rock and roll in England. You yeah, know, so. you know, that's what I'm talking about. It is bizarre. It's like, you know, Beatles and, you know, the Stones as well, all massively influenced by American blues music. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, later on as well, a, a huge number of bands influenced by the Motown sound as well. It's huge, is, yeah. Which is so iconic, you know. So it, I don't know what it is. You know, I, I think, just off the top of my head, maybe it's... We give it something quintessentially English, which has an interesting kind of twist on it. I think that's exactly right. But just so you know, we're trying to balance things out. We're working on a fish and chips thing that's going to rival oh, your yeah, yeah, so. And pasties yeah. as well. Yeah. No, but I think it's cool. As long as our cultures keep feeding each other like yeah, this, I'm we're all... just going to get great music. Yeah, Brilliant. You know, yeah, it's exactly. going to continue to happen. Speaking of that, let's get another song on it. Let's of you get guys. another one in, shall we? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what would you guys like to play now? 
This one is called Where Does She Go? All right, uh, this is yeah. the struts. R5. So what is oh. dedicated to R5. Yeah, request <laughs> by these guys who are still here. All right, it's the struts on 93.3 WMMR. Really? Yep. Indeed. Struts, 
93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks, and a blistering solo from Adam Slack on that one. Blistering. <laughs> <laughs> At least he got some credit from Luke, which is cool. Let me give the rest of the band credit. We also have Jed, who's sing- doing the backup singing and rhythm guitar, which, by the way, your guys, uh, your voices uh, blend wonderfully. Um, it's like it was written in the stars. It's by <laughs> It was destiny. And then uh, we have uh, Gethin on the shaker back there. He's yeah. the drummer of the band, which is cool. And hairstylist, Preston. And hairstylist <laughs> of the band, of course. We can't let that one go. Uh, that is such, you know, you, you, there's a ton of great performers, and you can go on YouTube any day and find people that can sing and play uh, technically and do wonderful things. Uh, but what's hard to find is the great songs. You guys are obviously great songwriters. Um, I'm looking at the text messages that are coming up left and right of, uh, okay, heard the first song, didn't hear this, buying the album right now. Um, so, you know, it obviously resonates with people, which uh, is a great thing. There's actually uh, an EP uh, on sale right now entitled Have You Heard, Okay, uh, which features that song and Could Have Been Me as well. So Okay. So you can grab that, too. I believe that one should be the one to grab. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, we'll we'll take your direction on that instead well, of going that way. Yeah. So these releases came out, I guess, last year, 2014. Or is that... Uh, and does that mean we wait a little while before you guys start writing other music? Or is that something that's happening as you're touring? It's a process of we're taking um, album number one and we've decided to um, remaster it rework it you know maybe add some new songs to it as well you know because we feel like this opportunity that we have in the states is is so special we we want to present ourselves and our music the best way it can so we're in the process of doing that now whenever we're not in shows you know we're we're in the studio all the time so uh, there's a lot of music being written all the time. I love that I can hear your shirt when you're talking. <laughs> I, I, feel like it, I feel like a walking tin- piece of singing tinsel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's fantastic. So you've got a, a couple of days until your performance at uh, uh, Budweiser Made in America. What are you guys doing between now and then, or do you know? We're you playing them um, in Lancaster. Oh, okay. oh nice. Oh, oh. In Lancaster. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever heard of the Amish, by any chance? I know this keeps we coming up. <laughs> Apparently, amazing pies and pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> amazing pies and pretzels and rum springer. If exactly. they're, uh, yeah. Is this is this you know just a, a folly or is that? No, true? no, no. no. It, it's it, there true. are people who who do not adopt um, modern technology. In fact, uh, some don't even use zippers. Uh, you know, you'll it's see buttons well, all the way. on their trousers. Yes. The buttons and and, um, and it's uh, horse-drawn carriages and all that. It's it's pretty charming. Yeah. Well, we're thinking about exchanging our Sprinter van for a horse and carriage. <laughs> <laughs> I was, we were going to paint it chrome silver and have some big, you know, wide alloys on it. And <laughs> sure. Spray paint the horses gold. Right. So, you know, balance the best of both worlds. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the video that you guys did for uh, Could Have Been Me. And uh, you guys have two videos for that, right? Uh, we, we did. did. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, just thinking maybe if you guys do have some time when, when in Lancaster... Uh, maybe you could shoot a video for one of your other songs because it would <laughs> be some interesting background if you yeah. catch my drift. That would be cool. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm getting some texts coming in. Somebody said, uh, just bought the EP on iTunes. Awesome. Only $2.50. Whoa! Wow. Are you guys That's getting a bargain if I ever heard <laughs> yes. That's a bargain. <laughs> wow. Order now. That's your delight. I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
What would you expect to pay for that amazing record collection? Oh, my God. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, enjoy your time in the States and specifically here in Philadelphia. Excited about Saturday and Budweiser made in America. And uh, congratulations on your Thank success. You so Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having us. Guys. Ladies Thank and gentlemen, you. it's the Strides yeah. on the Preston and Steve show. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Stay put. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, let me see. I just, I have so many different things that I've been sitting on for a little while to talk about, and I just, we, I never get around. So I want to, I want to share some of these. Is things. this Preston's junk drawer? I like the name of that. Let's do it. Hang on, I gotta see if I have music for yeah, that. Yeah, see, scare something up if you can. Uh... Just created that, but uh, I'm gonna uh, give you the rights to Steve, it. Steve, that's perfect. Yeah, I love that, Preston's. Drunk drawer. See, like daytime shows, they do Ju- stuff I said like drunk that. Drunk drawer. Yeah, you're drunk. Oh, yeah. Sorry, junk drawer. It's my junk drawer. Drunk drawer. Sorry, I keep my junk. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Hang on, I do have something. All right, and I'll do the announcement. You just have to. I think you think you do have something. Something I do. that sounds. It's uh, a song you know. Around the house, cleaning up ish. I hope I have it. Is it though. Tube Snake Boogie? <laughs> Tube Snake Boogie is exactly what I was thinking of. That's sitting... exactly what I was thinking of. It's Man. sitting right there, and I'm like. What? <laughs> What are you looking for? I have it. Oh, it's on your on oh your phone. Well, here we, I, it's going to be a fish song. It's not, dude. Right. Have a little faith in your boy over here. Okay, my boy. Come on, my man. boo, my, my boo. boo. Have a little boo. faith in your boo. Yeah, my bay. I don't yeah. even know if I have it on my thing here. And if I don't, we'll just use the. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I waiting. Tuesday boogie. Just... It's not Tuesday boogie. Are right. right, you ready? And, and then now we'll... it's time for Preston's junk drawer. All right, with Frank. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. All right. All right. Casey and Sunshine Yeah, man? that All works, right? right? I guess so. All right, fair enough. When you think of uh, junk. This is my junk drawer. Uh, so we, we played a, a feel-good uh, story a clip earlier of uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, giving this kid a, a prosthetic arm that looks like uh, an Iron Man arm, which is just brilliant. I want to try to have as many feel-good stories as I can because the news sucks, y'all. It's just our, it's, every day I turn it on, I'm like, I get depressed. But I do want to know what's going on in the world. Uh, so I like to find a couple of feel-good stories. This was pretty cool. Did you guys see this video? It's an entire town in uh, in Istanbul, or it, it was in Istanbul, in Turkey. Uh, a they secretly learned sign language to surprise a hearing impaired a hearing impaired man. No, oh, it's really cool. Yeah. That is very cool. It's, it turned uh, out he had been faking it though, right? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, it, they they took months, and a majority of the people that live in this town they taught sign language. Oh, that's to. excellent. So as he walked down the street with his sister, and they caught it all on camera. It was actually for a I think it was for a Samsung commercial, and uh, and he's walking by. He can't believe why people are just saying, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, in sign language. Did they learn? Did they get fairly functionally they, conversive enough. in it, or just enough to uh, please Samsung? Just enough to please Samsung. <laughs> Look, I want to leave that it's a commercial okay. out of this because it right. was really nice. How much the, were they paid to do this? At the end of it, <laughs> yeah. at the end of it, he cries, and it's really oh, that's sweet. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so, a Turkish sign language is dis- different than American sign language, yes. right? Yeah. So, an American. You can tell person... because at some point they 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 have sub uh, subtitles in, and they're saying thank you. And in an American sign language, which obviously you're not going to be able to see, is this. Right. You touch your chin with your hand and, and bring it forward that's thank you 
Um, but they don't do it that way uh, in this video. But I, I, uh, go ahead. I, I'm sorry, but um, an American uh, person who is deaf might be able to understand. I think some so. Of this? This, okay. The same way you sort of suss out a language. My my uh, uh, neighbor is very conversive in a number of different languages, and uh, I, I think that's the impression that I get from from her that there are there there are enough similarities where you could get you work your way through it, yeah. especially if Samsung pays you to learn it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! He doesn't want to talk about that. Oh, part. okay. I'm sorry, but no, it's still very cool. I mean, he gets, I he's it was definitely nice. blown away. I'd like very, to go to Turkey. He gets really inert, uh, emotional at the end of it. Would wow. you like to go to Turkey? Yeah, Turkey's supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah my friend mean? was there during that huge earthquake. Really? Um, yeah, the one back in was it. Late nineties? Is that when the, the mashed potatoes and the uh, everything, the stuffing, <laughs> stuffing, all of it just came crumbling buried the down. whole village. Wow, yeah. too soon? Yeah. Nope. no. Nope. It's been like a decade and a half. I think. <laughs> oh, the, and the great gravy flood of '93 was horrible. All right, but anyway, it's it's a nice video, and I thought it was worth uh, checking out. Uh, the Wilmington Blue Rocks—they've revealed a—you know. What I do love about minor league baseball is they they try to come up with some cool gimmicky things to get you in to see that's, the game. That's how we got monkey riding a dog. That's yep. exactly it. Whiplash, and and it's usually inexpensive and it's great family fun. They have revealed the donut hot dog, and they're looking for people to name this. <sighs> I saw this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Casey, uh, even for you. Now you're probably the most uh, adventurous when it comes to food amongst junk us food. In, in that junk food. Yeah, is this something that works for you? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> No hesitation. Minus the bacon. Let me describe it. It's a glazed Krispy Kreme donut wrapped gingerly around a hot dog that has been completely covered in crumbled bacon and raspberry jam. Yeah. See, the sweet and savory, though, goes together, though. So it's sure. sometimes bacon and sweet. Like if you have uh, some bacon for breakfast and a little bit of syrup gets on it. Mmm. Now that is good. Hey! Hey! <laughs> All right, so I- I'm probably going to make a few enemies here. Uh, and I'm not. I hate s- children. <laughs> no, I love. Oh, okay. Um, I love my children. Yes, there we go. Um, no, so I like bacon. I really do. It's a little bit overrated, though. It is. So I, uh, you're saying overrated? It's in, in its application in other foods. A lot of people think that if you just slap bacon in something, you're going to make it. It's going to well, make it. That's what I was thinking about this. That the, the taste. I mean, because bacon has such a strong taste. It's so an over, a hot dog. It's an overpowering taste. So I think your 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 salty is taken care of by the hot dog, and your savory. Right. Or however it works, but I, th- I think, yeah, I think you could extract the bacon and still get the desired effect. You know what, though? Now that I think about it, I do like a good Texas Tommy, which uh, is a bi- is a bacon rack- wrap talk. I saw that on Broadway. On Texas Tommy, mm-hmm. yeah, um, he's a bean ball. Wish. I will, uh, you know. Listen, I was a little bit disappointed in. <laughs> I get it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it took me a second. Hey, yeah, <laughs> this kid is deaf, dumb, and black. <laughs> he's Texas Tommy. <laughs> You don't remember, you didn't see nothing, you don't know nothing, you're never going to say another word to anyone. For the rest of his life. For the rest life. of his life. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, I was a little disappointed in, in Nick and Marissa because the other day they were on the 700 level. Uh, it, it's a, a, a web show. And they had, I don't know where this. this is uh, Arizona. Arizona. They have the Diamondbacks. This churro hot dog thing. Yeah. Uh, it looks so good. And it's a hot dog. It's not a hot dog, yeah. It's a dessert. Here it is. Actually, yeah. I uh, scrolled to it perfectly. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And it's uh, so it's a uh, donut type material with a ch- the churro is the quote unquote hot dog and then it's topped with ice cream and chocolate So the bun and- is like a donut type uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. and then it's got ice cream and whipped cream and, and chocolate syrup. That looks phenomenal. <laughs> it, it looks like I could have a bite or two of it. And- a bite? <laughs> And then you die. 
a bite or two. It's so over. Thing. No. Do you have it up there? I oh. couldn't, I couldn't listen, finish listen, that. Yeah, on. look at the monitor. Who see? are you kidding? He would have a bite or two now, uh-huh. and then he would have a bite or two. And then I'd finish yours. <laughs> a few minutes later. Oh, that's the one thing I hate. I can't stand sharing a dessert. It's... That's I, the one I, thing you hate? That, that and that 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 genocide. <laughs> well, I mean, Wait, you can't the, share a dessert this, with someone? Why? No. no, go ahead. No, I was listening to you. I wasn't talking. No, I can't. I, no, it's it, it's not big enough to share. It's not big enough but to what share. What if it is big enough to share? Um, you Tell me a dessert that's big enough to share. Uh, the cookie sundae at Redstone is giant. Is it giant? Yeah. I bet you I could eat two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like to share dessert simply because it's not big enough. No, and I'll tell you, I, I went out to dinner with some friends, and I left. I went to the bathroom before uh, the, the dessert came, and when I came back, my dessert was at my place, and it had a bite out of it, and I thought I was going to flip out. I mean... <laughs> I, I joked. I was like, yeah. were you with anyone? Yeah, I was with. I was okay, with, these are my friends. That certainly would have exacerbated <laughs> if you were by yourself yeah. and you came back and there was a bite out of no, it. No, but has got chocolate yeah, yeah. on his face. But it, it was, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're right there. You effing liar. It was my best friend's wife, and it was like one of those like little lava cakes that has the awesome melted chocolate inside and everything. They ruined the, oh, they ruined I will the tell, lava effect. I will tell you what. Yeah. A, a lot of times you just... What you can do is you'd get everyone gets something and then you do a a cross sampling. That's cool too. Yes, we do that a lot. We will order like if they come out and they bring the plate out when you're yes. at a nice restaurant and they bring you the the dessert tray. Uh, we'll choose. You know, if there's four of us, we'll choose maybe even five. You know, and we'll we'll go through and and we'll you just everybody take a bite off of whatever. Do you know what the godsend is these days? And it's kind of the trendy thing, and I'm I'm down with it. Uh, like at Harvest, they have uh, they bring you. The little shot glass desserts, so mm-hmm. that immediately, oh, so you don't, so they, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, oh, sometimes they'll George. bring you like a, a tier of them, right? Like, and you just take it tiers. right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Casey, I can share a dessert, but I'll tell you, there are certain people I can't share a dessert with. I would probably be one of those people. Well, right? no, I don't. No, we've never shared a dessert. There's just certain things about eating dessert, I guess, that you have to. Oh no, I would never share with Nick. <laughs> well, I wouldn't give you the opportunity. <laughs> I'd eat it all. All right. So anyhow, they're looking for a name for this thing at the uh, at the Blue Rocks. Uh, so it's a glazed Krispy Kreme donut wrapped generally around a hot dog that has been completely covered in crumbled bacon and raspberry jam. Why don't you uh, show how delicious it is by naming it Rat Turd? Uh, and this way, it'll, people still order it. You go, that thing's got to be delicious. A couple of the submissions are Creamy Weenie. I like that. Yeah. That's that good. Disgusting. I know. It, it sounds sexual. awesome. Exploding member. Suicide Mission and Rocky Sweet Meat. That also sounds yeah. Sexual. You can go to their uh, the Blue Rocks. Uh, hey, face- hey, take a bit, take a bite of my sweet meat. Uh, you can go to their uh, Facebook page, and you can make your suggestions. You know, you this want. is the thing, though. Also, when you want to drum up some PR, oh, and, yeah. they, and you see them do it all the time, you come up with these absolutely arcane pairings of food. Yeah, and and look at we're talking about it. It I'm does work. You, that's what um, minor league baseball is really good at. That stuff. So there was a craze for a little while where they had um, donuts as as the buns on hamburgers, and, and yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. just too much for me. Like, I don't yeah, know. it's not. You I'm know what, where it really gets outlandish is the uh, is the KFC the chicken. The slices right. of chicken as the bun, right? And they in provide another... a, a separate container so that you can hold it, right? Yeah, it's too yeah. greasy to hold. All right, can we go back to my junk drawer? I have other yes. things. Oh yeah, uh, it's Preston's junk drawer part two. Junk <laughs> junk drawer, yeah, junk drawer. Uh, I love that name. Yeah, right. Love yeah. that. Name. I was just inspired. Now we know how Da Vinci felt. Um, what? 
Well, I was wondering if you would want to transition in between every story, something like a... In my junk drawer? No. No, no, no. You know what I'd rather have? Like a, a, a rummaging around sound effect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like going through a drawer. Well, I have, right. I have a scuffle, but I don't think that's what you're looking for. I, I No, that's a body drawer. Almost, but not quite. Let okay. me... Uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on finding it. I think I have something. All right. There you go. Is that your transition? <laughs> That's her okay. story. No, because even if we joke around about it, you're going to do it. I want to rub it. You do know me very well. Yeah. I do. Yeah. All right, so stubbing your toe, a minor oh. injury that tends to hurt in a very big way. It doesn't seem to make sense, but health science professor Chris Geyser says he knows why. He explains that humans have long used their toes to test out how new environments feel on the skin. That's what I do before I go outside. I stick my toe out. This is due to their location on the body and also because our toes contain many nerve endings, allowing us to quickly assess if something is hot or cold and more. I don't buy a word of this. Uh, Also, before the invention of shoes, it was much easier to injure your foot, and lack of medicine meant that you could die from even a small cut becoming infected. Do you spend all your time at home barefoot? A good amount of it. Really? Absolutely. I keep my boots on. I keep my shoes on in case a deer gets in the house. You should. <laughs> you, you never know when you yeah. gotta get up and run. <laughs> no, I, I no, I, I love uh, walking around barefoot. My shoes come off at about nine o'clock at night. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. No, I need to let my tootsies breathe. You I put, mean, you put your shoes up on the uh, uh, couch and stuff. No. Okay. No, I don't. I, I put them up on the... Uh, we have a coffee table that kind of has sort of a pillowy thing on it, so I'll do that. If I'm putting my feet up on the couch, I'll take my shoes off. Nick, my, how quick are your tootsie. shoes off when you get home? Instantly. Yeah. And then yeah. you wash your feet, In pour a glass of Chardonnay, put on the Alanis Morissette. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're good for the night. Alanis? Yeah. No, no man. Rock out with some Bach. <laughs> Sebastian Bach. Rock out with your Bach out. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? No, I, I, uh, I in the summertime will wash my feet as soon as I get home because they're disgusting because I wear flip flops mm. and I want everybody to be happy with my feet smell. Uh, it says here this means that humans who injured their toes at least had an evolutionary advantage. What? Uh, yeah. So humans who injured their toes had an evolutionary advantage. Humans who injured their toes at least. I don't know. What is this poppycock? Uh. Uh, so next time you stub your toe, remember that you may owe your existence to your toe sensitivity. Uh, but it does suck when that happens. I think it's worse. I, I, the toe that I stub the most is my pinky toe. That's uh, odd. Yeah. It's well, always I mean, my big toe. Is it really? Big yeah. toe, right foot. No, I'll catch like... Uh, no, really. That's one I hit all, all the time. Big toe, right foot. Big toe, right foot. Uh, no, mine is uh, my pinky toe. Like if, if I'm walking by... Mm-hmm close to the couch or something like that and you know there's little pegs oh, that'll yeah. hold the couch up and I'll you're trying it. to cut the corner yeah yeah boom do you oh. need a couch what's that get rid of the couch get rid yeah. of the- yeah honestly i don't know but that oh, that's I know what you're talking about you know what and i've done that before too because it's just the closest you know to clearing it you know what i mean yeah yeah the outside yes. you're, you're trying to uh, take uh, the shortest route uh-huh. i do well there's things that you do around the house and i do it we talked about this uh, uh with Kathy's husband does the same thing. I go bouncing down this basement stairs, <laughs> not realizing that we have a drop ceiling at the bottom, and, and I will Boop, slam. Meanwhile, well, not realizing you've lived there for I like know. ten years. I forget all the time. <laughs> I mean, one of the the worst pains I had felt in a long time, and it almost brought me to tears, was my um, I think it was my son dropped one of those aluminum thermoses. You know, like uh, it's like a kid's thermos, yeah. but it was full of water, and it fell right onto my big toe and it hurt so bad and i was holding them and they were baby they were like two yeah. two years old i 
I mean, it hurt, and it the pain didn't go away. And I thought I was going to cry. Do you think it might have been broken? No. Okay. It, you know, it, it there's nothing you can do when you break a toe, right? Just, no. Yeah. You, can, you can tape it to another toe, yeah. and that's pretty much it. And or stay cut off it off. If you can, or you can cut it off. I'm sorry, but the, the person that is most fun to watch in pain is Casey. <laughs> Why? Why? When was, when was the last time you saw me in pain? I'll just, I've seen it happen before. Dude, we've been, to, you know, we've been okay. together for like 16 years or more. And, but, but it's just like you do the, oh! <laughs> you just let it all out what? when something painful happens. I have, weak, <laughs> I have weak thumb joints, okay, on both of my hands. And it happens from time to time when I go in for have a handshake. Have you been diagnosed for this? Well, I mean, I, I, he knows I, it. I, come in, I know come it. in here. We need to talk to you. You the... have weak thumb joints. No. Come, come again. Your thumbs are excessively weak. You can live a normal life, but you won't be able to hitchhike as effectively as other people. It's terrible because every now and again, I'll go in for a handshake and... My hand isn't lined up properly, and I will jam my thumb into the webbing of the other person's hand, and yeah. it hurts so bad. Yeah. Do your other finger and joints compensate? No. No, they can't. Do you, you have know? excessively strong pinkies? I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. He's flexing them right uh, now. <laughs> Pinky ups. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I have, weak, I, ha I, I have weak hands because I think I have weaker forearms. I tell you what, though, playing basketball or something like that, you ever had it come at you and you jam your thumb on oh, it? Oh, my yeah. God. That's God. how it hurts. You know my, my the injury. It hasn't been right ever Casey, since. Casey, remember how my index finger, the last, used to point down? Right. It corrected. No, did it? Uh, look at it. Wait, I'm show. I'm holding it right here. Whose life did you save with that? I saved John uh, Galetti's life in a game of dodgeball. A ball was coming, and my, my finger was pointed directly at the ball, and it, it like much like your your Ben Penis story of earlier. Yeah. And it stayed. And then just the other day, I noticed it is evened out. It's once my prostate came out, yeah. my finger evened out. Wow. But Preston, I was playing pickup basketball at that Split Rock Resort. Yeah. That's when this happened on my right hand. Not that long, just a few years ago? No, it was like back in, before I got married okay. and engaged, probably about 2001. Yeah. Something like that. All right, and that's when it all happened. And it hasn't been right ever since. Basketball's a dangerous sport. The left one, I was just pushing myself up from the surf in the Ocean City. Hasn't been right ever since. What a, Can we what, talk to you? What a life. All right. You'll never surf again. All right, so. Don't uh, cry for me, guys. Hang on. No. I'll be okay. Argentina. Yeah. Marissa has a sound effect for me of rummaging around. Let's see. Right. Okay. So I'm ready to move on to my next door. Let's go into the junk, uh, junk drawer. It's a big ass drawer. Big ass drawer. It makes a lot we of sense. We got another there. one, though. Hang hey, on. Let's try this other one. All right, let me go into my junk drawer here. That's the same thing. That sounds like uh, that sounds like them in the, in the garbage chute of the Death Star. Either that or they put a microphone in your mouth while you're eating popcorn. Wow, that's that's a loud joke. Uh, introverts and extroverts like to travel uh, to different places. This is a new study. Uh, they... Who conducts these dumbass studies? Well, I think this one kind of makes sense. All right. When 921 subjects were questioned, extroverts were found to prefer the ocean over mountains. And when tested, no other personality trait 
trended to predict their that preference. But this so. has to start with someone going, I wonder what the difference is in vacation planning between introverts and extroverts. All right, but I think that uh, from personal experience, I can uh, agree with this study because my father is a, uh, a let's go to the Poconos, let's go to uh, New England vacation kind of a guy. My mom, strictly the beach. So who's the introvert and who's the extrovert? And my maybe? mom is the extro- extrovert and my dad is the introvert. Mm-hmm. So you're looking, okay. So maybe these people were studying my parents. Another experiment <laughs> showed that when people wanted to socialize with others, they preferred to go to the ocean. That's 75%, far more than mountains, I, which was yeah. 25%. I immediately thought of you, Casey. Yeah. Uh, when they wanted to be alone, both uh, environments were about equally preferred, 48 to 52%. Uh, but they say that if you're an introvert, you like to go to the to the the wilderness, yeah. the mountains, and so forth. Solitude. And if you're an extrovert, the but beach. They, who is didn't, where who like couldn't you. figure that out? Yeah. But they needed to figure it out for sure. <laughs> yeah. They had to write it down. Yeah. Because you're a beach guy. We right? bought all this office equipment. <laughs> but I haven't been to the beach in years. I mean, um, last year's vacation was, you know, a, a lake in Vermont. It, the year before that, my vacation was uh, New Hampshire in the woods. This year, it's sort of a, it's sort of both. I'm actually going to be on – I'm going to be – like Oceanside, yeah, but but right next to Acadia National Park. That's not a beach vacation. It's not. No, no. It's not. And I don't know. Like, I'm sort of over the beach right now. Did you book this vacation? No, Diane. Okay, because I fear for your wife and kids. <laughs> I'm glad that she did it. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm over the uh, the beach, too. I You're mean, never I, a beach guy, though. No, nah, I never really have been. Now, I like to go diving and, and, and fishing and things like that if there's an activity. But actually going, sitting on the beach, frolicking in the waves... I'm done with that. Now, was it, when I was a kid, that was the greatest thing ever. Your point break period. Yeah, yeah. I, I and they called ne- you Bodie. I loved it, but I, I do not care for that now. I will never be over the beach. I love it. It's like, just your just, thing. Even, to, even if no one is there, like nobody else, and I'm sitting by myself, love it. Well, right? that's actually when I do like it. I yeah. mean, but anything. Anything from kids and screaming and packed beach to no one there. Like, okay. I, I'll take it. Any day, whether it's cold, it's warm, it's windy, it's not. You know what's funny, though, Kath, is like I really I don't mind the beach. However, going down to the uh, Atlantic Ocean, there's nothing out there. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot if of I water. Were, I, and that's it. That's it. Like, I would prefer to see something in the horizon. And I you know, like, like an mountains. Island, uh, yeah, mountains. <laughs> and the, like, a, well, like in the I, mountains. If, if you go to, if you go to uh, like the Virgin Islands. You see lots of virgins. You see lots of mountains, you know, that are just popping There's scenery. Out. Yeah. Also, you can see in the water there, too. And, yeah. you, you know, you trade that for the Jersey Shore where you can't see a, a damn thing in yeah. that water. No, that's true. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, there's just not much to look at. You know, when a boat goes by, that's kind of cool. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in, in you know, getting uh, into the psychology of the people who don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. I was, uh, the, the, the staycation people? This girl I know just got married a, a few months ago, and her and her husband didn't go away on a honeymoon because he didn't want to go anywhere. That he sucks. goes, "What do you want?" He says to her, "What do you want to see?" Oh, you want to you want to go to Paris? Here, and he gets on the computer. He goes, "There's Paris." No, you know, there's everything no. you need no, to know no. about Paris. Now listen, I, there, there, I can see. I would have not married him. You've got to to actually have a vacation that means something. You got to get away from the influences in your life, in your daily routine. Now I can see not wanting to travel. Because right. travel is a pain in the ass. But your destination eventually is where you can soak in the culture, relax a little bit, enjoy the scenery and things along those lines. So the travel part of it I personally don't care for. 
but I do like going places yeah. a lot. And so you'll deal with the travel to get to that place. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I can deal with, you know, six, eight hours, whatever it right. is, of, of pain in the ass to get to four or five days of really awesome. I desperately want to go to Japan, but I don't think I ever will because I, I don't, a full day travel plus, you know, and then You know some, what? You have to wait until you retire to yeah, do that yeah. because yeah. you need, you need and then the I'll time. be too old to poke me with a stick and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, go to the door. I know, because I thought about... <laughs> I've thought about New Zealand. Oh. I'm like, oh, will I ever, yes. ever get there? Well, because we never take more than a week off. Go around Christmas time. No, but you don't want to spend Christmas there. in New Zealand. Why not? Santa Claus can't find you. No, he can't. He finds everybody. I, I'd thought about a Christmas tropical vacation, like Hawaii or something yeah, like yeah. that. Then, of course, it's hey, just like $10,000 just to sure. freaking fly oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Mm, you know, with, live, live with five people all together. Now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I would work over vacation. Yeah. For if Hawaii, we were, if for we, Hawaii, yeah, hell yeah, we, 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 we did, we, we did, and we went, and and we actually for Y one hundred, we had to record shows. It's the yep. only time we've ever done it because you can't go live. We'd you know, be we'd be doing our show at time difference. In the yeah, didn't yeah. we have a connection in New, New Zealand? That yeah. wine guy wasn't he from? Oh yeah, he was from New Zealand, right? Yeah, he'll do it. Yeah, he'll take us out there. We'll get to work on it. All right. Anyhow, oh wait, here's another junk drawer. Uh, hang on. Ah, yeah, it's better. Okay, there you go. That's my. All right, this has been Preston's junk drawer approval. Yeah, okay. right, a whole new you. bit. Now watch other shows steal this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. Uh, so we'll be back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. And the Bizarre Files brought to you by Davis Hyundai. Get to Davis Hyundai in Ewing, New Jersey. Check out their new vehicles like the Palisade. David Hun- Davis Hyundai, home of the no payments for a full year. Go to DavisHyundai.com. A sports bra has sparked a renewed debate over hunting in Germany after it deflected a hunter's stray bullet and may have saved a woman's life. A police described as a 41-year-old woman on vacation was struck while she was on a bike ride with her husband about 45 uh, miles east of uh, Hamburg. The cyclist had unwittingly headed into an area where a wild boar hunt was underway. And uh, the rifle fire and the uh, woman, the rifle fire happened and the woman felt a sharp pain in her chest. The metal underwire of her bra deflected the bullet, leaving her with just a nasty nasty bruise. Yeah. Uh, the body of a young wild boar was found in the uh, suspected line of fire, and police believe the bullet rebounded off the animal before striking the woman. Uh, I didn't realize the well, the, the the wire support is that thick. That I would I gotta believe is it, it was, like rebar. It had to have been angled at such where it was <laughs> yeah. already heading offline, you know, a little bit, and it's then like just dr- caught it. And it's like an Iron Man bra. Uh, the hunter had been identified and was being investigated on suspicion of negligent injury. A man with an antenna permanently affixed to his skull and who identifies himself as a cyborg has spoken of his life and beliefs on a visit to Curtin University in Perth. Uh, British-born Neil... We are ready to transmit. We are ready to transmit. (laughs) 
Uh, British board. This is control. British board. This is control. Neil Harbison is a self-described cyborg activist who had the antenna implanted in his skull over a decade ago by an anonymous doctor in a bid to, quote, hear a wider spectrum of colors. He said, I tried to find a doctor. What he heard was more people calling him an a-hole. <laughs> and you got, do you see this the picture of this guy? Yeah, this is legit. And that's not even a good antenna. He said, I tried to find a doctor, and it was difficult because I had to talk to a bioethical committee, but the committee said that it was not ethical. So then that I had, was my skull. So then I had to find a doctor willing to do the surgery anonymously, and I found one in Barcelona. That's is where uh, Maritha was just. Right? Yes. Uh, Hello, little girl. Would you like an antenna on your head? Mr. Harvison said he believed the antenna allowed him to perceive the color spectrum beyond human vision, including invisible colors such as infrareds and ultraviolets via sound waves through vibrations. I would not get that. This kind of antenna looks like you've ever seen like a dangler fish that has the thing that loops over its head. And... Yeah, the angler fish. Yeah. Right, yeah. It looks just like that. You're right. right. I would put a little tiny antenna straight up from my head with a little ball on it. Okay. Uh, the I ant- thought about like this. a little smiley face thing. Well, like a like a, a or a globe. The classic alien yeah. antenna out of the skull. Yeah. The antenna picks up the light this frequencies. This is what he said. The antenna picks up light frequencies, and each light frequency goes into a chip, and that then vibrates. Then this vibration in my skull becomes sounds in my inner ear, so I can then hear the different notes of color. He said, for me, color is this new sense. It's not a visual element. It's not an audio element. It's a vibration in my skull. It is an independent sense. According to Mr. Harvison, the antenna's internet... Dickhead. <laughs> the antenna's internet connection allows him to receive colors as well as images directly into his head. Dickhead. <laughs> Via external devices such as cell phones and satellites. He identifies himself as a cyborg, Well, not a human. Can you get that on your license? (laughs) He said, I don't use technology and I don't wear technology. I am technology. And it's the feeling of being technology that also makes me feel like a cyborg. You make me feel like a natural cyborg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You make me feel like... Sorry. That's a different song. (laughs) It is. Yeah. That should I make just, me feel like dancing. It yeah. is, but I couldn't believe I actually got that high because mm. I didn't think my register could go me that high. Me either. Yeah. You're high on life. I am high on life. Uh, this is messed up. A 77-year-old man has been mauled to death by a group of wild boar. Hey, while, said there was just a boar hunt in the earlier story. Yeah, while walking his dogs in the Italian countryside. Sicilian Salvatore Renato. There's a go for the walk, papi. Uh, <laughs> Reported, Don't worry, it's nighttime and the boys are going to sleep. Uh, was reportedly bitten to death after trying to defend his dogs as a charging boar approached them in the countryside. According they, to, sometimes they'll dispose of bodies and give them to... Um, they'll eat them. Yeah, they'll, they'll eat them. flat out eat them. According to local police reports, Salvatore's wife was with him at the time of the attack and sustained multiple injuries while attempting to save him. I'm a wild boar. She said, uh, my husband put himself in the middle of the animals to save the dog. Uh-huh. In the middle of the animals to save the dogs. At this point, the boars jumped on top of him, and there are no words to describe what I saw. I'm devastated. Following Saturday's attack, the Italian agriculture lobby issued a stark warning about the dangers of wild boar and said the uncontrollable spread of the animals was cause of a national emergency. This is a crisis. The uh, population of free-roaming wild boar, which can weigh up to 150 kilograms, I guess it's around 300 pounds. It's about 3 million pounds. Is thought to be on the increase, and in Britain, recent surveys show the population of the animals has doubled in places. They are dangerous. So in large groups... 
at that weight, they can take down a man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's uh, that's very disturbing. And then uh, finally, I have so many good stories. Uh, you're, you're killing today. you got two wild boar stories. Let's end with this one. A man in uh, Guangzhou. Guangzhou. Has refused to tell doctors how a 25-centimeter-long plastic cylinder was in his hiney after <laughs> recently undergoing a complicated operation to remove the thing. The foreign object was, have a cylinder in my was so deeply lodged that doctors at the again? first affiliated hospital at Guangzhou's University of Chinese Medicine had to remove it by cutting into his abdomen. Oh, oh man. The flashlight-shaped object with a two-centimeter diameter was extra- extracted after a two-hour-long operation. The patient, surnamed Kai, uh, did not disclose why the thing was there. Uh, Sun, I prefer not to talk about it. Sun Feng, one of the doctors at the hospital, said in the report that uh, in his entire 10-year career, he's only seen two such cases. The last one involved a chef who had a large cucumber. Oh, my God. But I fa- hope that didn't end up in a salad. The family of the patient said that the plastic object may have been shoved during an argument at a bar. So they mm. believe that it didn't really... What happened to just punching a guy in the face? Right, you know? The good old yeah. days. Before you... <laughs> Jam things in a dude's bunghole. Wow. That's harsh. All right, and there you go. That is what I have for you in uh, the Bizarre File this morning. So we're going to break. We're going to come back in a second. Ooh. Ooh. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 93.3 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We're going to send that one out to Mike from Westchester. He's working in a shop. He sent a, a text in to me and Robin and uh, said that the Zeppelin's picking him up on a Monday morning. We're happy to do that for you, Mike. It's Nick McElwain in for the Preston and Steve show. Preston and Steve are off today, but they'll be back tomorrow along with Marissa and, and Casey. I think uh, Kathy's actually going to take an extra day. She's down in Universal, and uh, so we'll hear all about her trip when she gets back. But beautiful day here in Philadelphia today. High of 68, sunny most of the day, just a perfect fall day. And, yes, it's Monday, but uh, it's a great way to start the week weather-wise. And uh, Robin and I have been having a lot of fun. Robin, are you enjoying yourself? Are you liking these best ofs? Yeah, we should do this more often. <laughs> it's a good time. It is. I really uh, loved hearing the struts. And then the first time we ever did the drunk drawer on the tri- uh, Preston and Steve show. Which the pretty- drunk drawer. Yeah, the drunk drawer. <laughs> yeah, this time it was the junk drawer. Maybe we'll do the drunk drawer down the road. But uh, Elijah Wood and Leslie Rose were in studio uh, early this morning on, on The Best of as well. So it's been a fun morning. I hope you're enjoying it as much as we've been doing. And we have two more uh, interviews coming up uh, on the show today. We're going to do Lee Majors and Tony Danza. But first, it's the Hollywood Trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what you got for us today? Well, Randy Quaid was detained in Canada yesterday and is very likely facing deportation back to the United States. Canadian officials are reportedly trying to sweeten the deal by offering the United States the chance to send back Dave Coulier. Oh, my God. (laughs) Though created to raise money for charity, necklaces containing DNA samples of teen mom porn star Farrah Abraham have failed to sell at all. Observers suggest that most people don't view Abraham as a seller of DNA, but rather a collector. (laughs) And finally, Stevie Wonder is officially divorced from his second wife, Kai Millard Morris. And has agreed to pay her a whopping $25,000 a month in child support for their two kids. Wonder decided to settle after he and his lawyer had to admit that he never sees his children. Uh, (laughs) Can I go back to the teen mom thing because I did not hear that story. She's selling necklaces with her DNA. Her DNA in uh, these necklaces. And not one has sold. And it's for a charity. Is it her blood? 
That's what I'm assuming, right? Okay. That's just uh, that's delusional. Wow. But they're calling it, you know, Farrah Abraham DNA. It's a celebrity thing, apparently. All right. It's a stupid thing. All right. Uh, we have a guest on the line. And, uh, Steve, I love the fact, and I saw the tweet that went out a couple of weeks ago that you saw as well. Yeah. That the full Sasquatch story arc of Six Million Dollar Man was being replayed. Do you remember what network that was on? Uh, it's No, I don't. All I know is that I watched every second of it. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was great. And we, we've talked to this gentleman before. Uh, he's, he's great. He's awesome to uh, you know spend some time with him. He's got a movie actually coming out. It looks pretty cool. It's called Do You Believe? I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's along the lines of uh, you know Love Actually or yeah. Crash. Many different story arcs going on, and they intersect somehow or another. Uh, but the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Lee Majors is on our show right now. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Preston. Hi, how are you and Steve doing this morning? Doing well. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, did, by the way, did you know they were rerunning the entire Sasquatch, Sasquatch <laughs> arch, arc, I should say? Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. Uh, it brought back some old memories. You know, it never occurred to me not to not to spend too much time on this, but that the the head alien who was controlling, or one of the, the head female alien, was Stephanie Powers. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's a walk down memory lane, but yeah. I'm sure there's not a lot of Sasquatches in your new project. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> now, this uh, did I describe that correctly? Along the lines of a uh, Love Actually or Crash, these two films that have. Yeah, it- to crash where there's uh there are like uh, almost 12 different people you know they're kind of all moving together and in, in, in different directions but you know all looking for something and and their lives unexpectedly intersect when they um there is a crash uh, on a bridge and uh anyway a lot of them discover that there's power and faith and love and um even if they don't believe it yet but it, it's a faith-based film and uh, i'm so happy to be able to be a part of it yeah. Um, it's made by Pureflex Entertainment, same people that did uh, uh, God's Not Dead last year, which was one of the highest grossing films. And uh, well, I these, just love space-based these... films, and uh, you know that's kind of the way I was brought up. Sure. Well, these movies make make a lot of money, and, and you know a lot of t- a lot of times you kind of you, you get an audience that's going to be um, I don't know if I want I don't I don't want to see that kind of stuff, and and I I fall for them every time because they're genuine stories, they're people stories. And and uh, you, uh, your wife in this is Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd plays my wife. Uh, we've uh, we've been uh, we've lost our daughter many years ago, and she's she still grieves uh, so much for her. And I'm trying to pull her out of that a little bit. And so there's a little girl, a homeless little girl, and and her mother that we we kind of end up adopting. But you know, it's got a great cast. There's Myra Savino, Academy Award winner. Yeah. Ted Lee. Uh, Sean Astin, Brian Bosworth, the the, the, the uh, ex football player who, who's had a nice career. Yeah. So it's 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 what I like about it. Uh, most faith based movies, sometimes people call them a little vanilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, one, this one has a lot of action. It, it it's more like a uh, a movie, and there's a big production values. They they uh, they had a bigger budget for this film, and uh, I think it's just unbelievable for a well, faith-based movie. Hollywood has learned that these movies uh, will will generate a lot of money, and even though the, the budget is is certainly up on this one, they're they're traditionally lower cost than say a, a special effects extravaganza. So the return is there, and there's a very loyal audience for stuff like this. People looking for this kind of stuff, life affirming uh, of affairs. So um, you know. Uh, Obviously, you're, you're starring it, but a lot of a lot of actors who are, um, uh, you know, uh, 
who are are, are faith based and and uh, and uh, you know are churchgoers or whatever uh, tend to end up producing stuff of their own. Is this something you might gravitate towards? Well, this is my third uh, film in that in that genre, and uh, I, I enjoy them. Every one that I've done, I did a little film called Johnny years ago, and then after that, I did a little bit in Jerusalem Countdown, which was also done by the same company. And uh, they're just a wonderful company, and they keep keep putting them out there. And uh, I, I I always take a box of tissues with me. Anyway. Yeah, yeah you, you, when I go to these movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I say it sure helps your spirits. No, it's it's cool. I, I have to ask too. While we have you on 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 the phone, uh, there's talk of a uh, of a six million dollar man uh, remake with Mark or reboot with Mark Wahlberg. Is this... yeah? Uh, the Weinstein brothers have that project. They did announce uh, that he would be doing it, but you know that would probably take a couple of years. They don't even have a script yet, and it will be called the Six Billion Dollar Man. Yeah, because yeah, Six Million ain't getting right. Six Million's getting a boob job. That's what you get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they left me in, in the wake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off, off the rag parts for you. Now you did, Lee. You would have to say yes to some sort of cameo in a film like that. I would imagine. Oh, definitely. Yes, it would be quite fun. Yeah. I, I think it's fun, and also I know that I've read that they're doing them. That uh, Dwayne Johnson has agreed to do the Fall Guy. Ah, oh, that's that's great. He's the highest grossing actor in Hollywood right now. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, which is. So, uh, I leave this earth and both of those films will get out there and I'll get a chance to see them. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be cool. That would be excellent. Did you ever, uh, on, on the fall guy, uh, Lee, did you ever have any, any injuries, any close calls or anything that took place? Listen, uh, I've been in, this is my 52nd year in the business and I, I probably did, you know, 75 to 80% of my stunts. And, uh, yes, there's always been uh, bruises and, and breaks here and there, but nothing really serious. But, now I'm I'm feeling all the uh, aches and pains now. <laughs> Maybe uh, they've been talking to me about a knee replacement, but I've been putting it off for five years. Uh, I can still, you know, get around pretty good and uh, still yeah. working. I, I, Dude, I I've seen you. I've seen you run sixty-five miles an hour. I don't think you need a new knee. <laughs> they took back all those bionics when they canceled me. <laughs> oh, they they took them oh, back. They repoed your that bionic sucks, parts. Man, no, you can't do that. Bye. Uh, Lee, I'm I'm just I'm so delighted that that you are still working, and we do get to see you from time to time. You're such a huge, huge part of my childhood, and and brought uh, me personally and a lot of people uh, so much joy over the years. So it's cool that you're still doing it. Well, thank you. Called, do you believe? Thank you so much, Lee. We appreciate it. Thank you, Preston. Right. Thank you, Steve. You bet, it's Lee Majors. Cool. Yeah. We'll see ya. Six million dollar man just said our name. How about that? That's very cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I it was. When that show was on, it was just, it was all, I was about that and Battlestar Galactic. Those were the two things that I was just all about as a kid. Do you remember when six, the Six Million Dollar Man was first a, uh, what they would call a made-for-TV movie of the week? Yeah, so yeah. The, the ABC would have the, the t- Tuesday night movie of the week and the Wednesday night movie of the week. And it was a 90-minute movie for yeah. television. And then it had huge ratings. Yeah. And and he was more at the beginning of it like a James Bondish kind of um, special forces guy who would yeah. go in and, and take care of stuff. And then it was only later that he figured, I think I'm going to kick Bigfoot's ass now. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. uh, uh, it was great because, and they used to, in the beginning episodes, they would show him running fast in super fast motion. Yeah. And then everything, no matter what he did, would be slowed down. Yeah, they didn't have the effects yeah. back then to, to really pull it off. So they would show it in slow motion and, the, and they'd play that sound effect that made you you know think that he was running fast. But I remember the very beginning of that, it would show that experimental aircraft that he was flying. And then he's so cool. And then he crashes in it. And, he, yeah. you know, he's basically... He's, 
Is this the beginning of the show? No. That's his eye. Yeah. That's his, or, no, that's his colon. <laughs> that's his eye. His colon What's, could puree food. Or was that... Uh, now, one of those was... That's the jumping. What was the beep, beep, beep? Because that's his eye. That was his eye, but what's his ear? No, he didn't have an ear. Jamie did. Jamie, Jamie had Summers the ear, and had he the had the eye. Yeah. So this is bionic woman. Yeah, that bionic uh, fallopian tubes. Yes. She could jump rope with them. <laughs> Things were strong. They, they were, were super huge. strong. They were bungee cords. Wow. Well, uh, that's something else. You know what? If they, yeah, if they did a $6 billion man... I don't think six billion would buy you what you would need. I think you, you may. Well, who knows? I, don't know. I, I haven't priced out my cybernetic parts recently. But they'd really have to put it over the top. I mean, after all the movies, because at the time, Six Million Dollar Man was was pretty groundbreaking. You hadn't seen anybody do stuff like that, other than say like Superman yeah, yeah. and so forth. But, um, but with you know, with the way CGI is now oh. and the the superhero movies and all this stuff, I don't know if it would be that big of a deal or not. They'd really have to do something special. With That's them. a good point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I, I'd be... It might be kind of boring. I'd be all over it. He was just... That was just... I, I had all the... Ask I had, her. I had all the, uh, um, you know, the action figures and, and did you have the stuff. one where you could look behind his head You looked through, look his, through his head, eye. through his bionic eye. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't really see anything, but... Uh, it was uh, it was still pretty cool, and he had the you know he had the kung fu grip, I yeah, guess, whatever. He had the chopping arm and all right. that. So anyhow, um, all right, we have another guest who is on the line, and he is supporting the Northeast High Talent Show. This he's is very up, cool, and he's done it on a number of occasions, from what I understand. But we're going to get all of the uh, the details uh, from him and the honeymoon in Vegas and uh, Northeast High, all this stuff. Uh, please welcome to our show, Mr. Tony Danza, Yay! gang. Preston, see what's going on. Oh, we just talked to Lee Majors and now you, so it's a pretty good day so far. Oh, no kidding. The yeah. $6 million man. The $6 million, the six million, dollar million dollar yeah. man. Yeah, he was... Uh, He's got a movie coming out, and he was promoting it, and we were just we were just geeking out on what huge fans we were when we were kids of that show. Oh, that, that was such a, an incredible, you know, that was like a big thing. My goodness. And there was a toy, right? Was yeah. It, oh, uh, well, the toys were, were, were just all over the place. We were talking, uh, Tony, I don't know if you remember, but to, you know, uh, uh, the bionic man had that one bionic eye, so the doll came with <laughs> actually a hole in the back of his head so you could look through his bionic eye. Yeah. But we were also oh, commenting on uh, $6 million would only get you a, a pretty decent breast implant nowadays. <laughs> I know, not for nothing. It yeah. was cheap in those days. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I want to ask you uh, quickly, because you're on Broadway, um, and, and you're doing, yeah. uh, you, you, is it, uh, what is it, a Honeymoon in Vegas? It's called Honeymoon in Vegas. And it's the it's movie. It's on the movie of yeah. that name. Uh, Jason Robert Brown wrote an incredible score. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I know you hear it all the time. It's the most fun. It really is one of those shows that gives you that Broadway experience that you're expecting. You know, sure. your money's worth. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's really, uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's about what you'll do for love. There's no cynicism. It's very funny. It, it's just so much fun to do. And, you're... and you know what's interesting is, you know, you do it every night. And right. what's really fun about doing it every night is you have a different audience who is surprised in the same places every night. Well, and those surprises are so much fun to land, you know. You're, pl- you're playing the James Conn role then. Yeah, I'm playing a bad guy. Well, nice. none of he's not. He's he's um, he. I mean, he's certainly making the moves on the, on this guy's wife, but he is he's yeah, it, all, his uh, reasons are yeah, pure. He has, um, he has a he has a, um, a, a what would I call it a, a pathology? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's an interesting guy. He's a really interesting character for me to play, though. 
<laughs> and I got six songs. I get to tap dance in front of a gold curtain on Broadway with a full orchestra. There you go. <laughs> That's got Because I remember we used to watch your, your talk show, and you would do anything you could to work in dancing and singing on <laughs> <Yep>. the show. <laughs> That's right. I know. Listen, it's really like it's crazy. And you know what's interesting? I started taking lessons in taxi 32 years ago, whatever it was. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the guy that taught me, I'm doing some of the steps that he taught me in the show. Wow. Not Rico. He's not around anymore, but I feel like he's up there with me. So it's really, it's just, it's the most fun to be in New York, to be on Broadway, and to be in a show like this is, uh, you know, it really, you know, I hate to hear when, when, when celebrities say, oh, I'm living my dream, but I hate to say it. <laughs> but I'm you are. My dream, you know? Well, let, let's also so talk. It's great. Let's talk about the, uh, the the talent show and the work you've done yes. with Northeast High. The this fourth is. Fourth annual. Yeah. It's so- the fourth annual Northeast High. Teachers versus student talent. Oh, okay. Oh, what we do, yeah. So what we do is we audition the teachers and we we tell them you have to come up with an act. I don't want you to come. It's not American Idol. You can't come up there and sing a cappella. I don't want to do that. I want to see something, some production, and you'll be amazed. So we get we get it down to ten or eleven acts on each side. Teachers versus student, the team, and they face off. And we got an applause meter. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> there's a team trophy, which the students are holding right now. And there's three individual prizes, first, second, and third, $1,000, 500 and $350 gift cards. There's a, uh, a short film category, so there'll, there'll be a prize for that as well. And, um, and we just have a ball. It's right at the, at the, at the high school. On- Tony, did this all and come about? we use the money for, by the way, is to keep the, the programs in the school alive. Like the Spark Space uh, and Robotics Program. And, yeah. the, and uh, you know, just all the stuff that keeps the kids coming to school. But did it all come you know, about and, because and there were... With bu- all the budget cuts. <laughs> yeah. When they start laying off the school nurse, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, when they, drop, <laughs> when they drop the nurse, that's, that's a bad sign. What, what, yeah, what are you when, they, having- when, they, when they drop the nurse... You're going, man, this is great. So, so you have to make up for that shortfall somehow because the kids deserve. They deserve. It's, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, we hear, we, all we hear is bad things about our kids, and a lot of us are scared of our kids. But I'm telling you, <laughs> when you work with kids, you, you'll be amazed how they're just kids and they're struggling and they're, they have it a lot tougher, I think, than we did when we were kids. Kathy? Uh, no, he, he answered my question. Answered okay. I, was, I wanted to know. You are, you are, you're great. <laughs> we just wanted to make sure we, we addressed that. And obviously, you you did you had the reality show based uh, through the school where you were teaching, and you, right. you you gained a newfound appreciation for the difficult work the teachers do. Uh, but uh, I don't. It doesn't seem as if you're ready to give up your Broadway stuff for teaching quite yet. Well, what happened was, you know, I I, I turned sixty and I wanted to teach because I I went to school to be a teacher, and and then somehow, you know, I, I, you know what I did. I, I decided I want to try it. So I, you know what? I, whenever I want to do something that I'm afraid I won't follow through on, yeah. I, I have this method. I tell all my friends. So this way, there's like a lot of pressure on me to go through. And I, and one of the, you know, after a while, it's like, hey, I thought you were going to teach. But anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the guys I told was a reality TV producer, and that's how that all happened. But remember, they left me in the middle of the year. They said, nah, it's not going to work. And they left, and I was still there. And I taught. I taught the whole year, and the proudest thing that happened to me was, the thing I'm most proud of, I mean, is that at the, in the beginning of the year, the principal was very skeptical. Miss Carroll was very, sure. <laughs> very skeptical yeah. and warned me that she would throw me out if I didn't you know, live up to what I was supposed to do. At the end of the year, she said she would consider having me back. Huh. 
And I was really thrilled and, and flattered, but I said to her, you know, Miss Carol, at this age, I'm not sure I want to care this much about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very, very hard to be a teacher. And I wrote a book about it, Yeah, which uh, I, I don't want to tout my uh, my own horn, but it was a bestseller, a New York Times bestseller. It's called, I'd like to apologize to every teacher I ever had my yeah. year at Northeast High. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it sort of uh, it opened up your eyes. I always have to ask you something else. We had Mary Lou Henner uh, in here for yeah. a long interview, and she is phenomenal. And she just blew us away with her uncanny ability to recall every facet of her life. Uh, when, when you guys were, were doing the the taxi series, was this something that sh- that was known to to you guys? Because the first time I ever heard about it was the sixty minutes piece she did. Yeah, no, she you know she was my first girlfriend in Hollywood. Wow! So um, I knew about it. And it's really weird when your first girlfriend in Hollywood can remember everything. <laughs> yes. Everything. Yeah. It's kind of weird. You can't say, hey, don't you remember? She says, yeah, I do. But anyway, uh, you know what's funny? You know, Mary Lou came, uh, all the, the whole cast of Taxi, and Jim Burroughs, the director, and Jim Brooks, the, the lead producer, you know, the, Jim Brooks, the guy who wrote the Terms of Endearment. Yes. As good as it gets. And they all came to the opening of my show, my ah, Broadway show. That's cool. And we were all together. And, you know, first of all, the people I started with. So it was a really amazing thing. But somebody said that we hadn't been together, all together like this in so long. The last time, it was so long that Mary Lou couldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. She's she's an incredible person. And, yeah, yeah, we knew about it. Uh, She uh, she would tell you, uh, you know, exactly where you were, when we met, what you were wearing. Oh, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone. Tony, you've obviously had a long and successful and storied career and have made many fans over the years. And, and we've learned a long time ago, you can't please all the people all the time. Uh, my father was not or never was one of your fans. And we, we, we had a rule growing up in the house, and I want to know if you've, if you've ever heard anything like this. We were not allowed to watch anything associated with Tony Danza whatsoever Ouch. in our household at all. And I thought that that was a little why harsh. Was so, why was he so militant? I don't really know. He didn't explain what, my, what did I do? What did yeah, you do? I don't yeah. understand why this guy had such animals. Yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something, I mean, Tony, I'm, though. I don't mean to be disrespectful to your father. No, no. No, no, no. I'm just trying to, you know, I just, you know, don't get me wrong. You're right. You can't please everybody. And, and let me tell you, sometimes I don't want to please everybody. <laughs> and it was, it was but, his uh, house, but, and we respected his rule. And so that, you know, that's that's fine. And, and since then, but you have no idea what the what the uh, the impetus was. I don't know what started it. Yeah. It might have been. What did he know me? But <laughs> <laughs> in our house, um, it was uh, we watched Who's the Boss all the time. My dad was a huge fan of yours. It was the complete opposite. It was rule. the complete. All you could rule. watch was Tony Danza. Usually, yeah. I have to say, it's usually what I hear. Yeah. And, and honestly, <laughs> we, the other. we we didn't um, have that rule in my house either. In fact, I remember when they used to do Battle of the Network Stars, thinking, man, because uh, I remember seeing you. That, that was those were the days. They, that seeing was you on the beach. Three networks. Yeah, three networks. yeah. And and you, I thought you were like so strong and tough. Yeah, I just remember you being on the beach, like running, and you had muscles. I was like, <laughs> "Who's this guy?" Like you know, and that that was your uh, your taxi days. Yeah, that is my. Those are my taxi days. Yeah, yeah well, you, you know, it's it's amazing how fast the time goes. Yeah, Jesus, well, know, well, it's uh, it's it's wild. It really, uh, you know, Danny Devito comes. He comes into the city. Everyone, I see a lot of Danny, and uh, we we were just talking about that the other night. You know, you know, we. <laughs> this is. I'm, I'm going to be 64 this year. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, it's like uh, I'm. I'm like I'm older than my father when he passed away. That's, oh my it's goodness, really scary. Wow. Well, well d- yeah, Danny's a, f- a friend of the show because of uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Do you, yeah, do you, do you we watch him yeah, on that. Of course. 
Yeah, We've worked with him a couple times. Fun. He's just the best. Absolutely. Um, uh, he's, let me tell you, he was my, you know, he's the, he was the guy that took me under my under his wing when I first got there. And, and that's uh, pretty far down it there. It was always such a, <laughs> unlike your father, he liked me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my dad will come around. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hold a grudge. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Well, listen, Tony, we're going to point people in the direction of uh, the North East, Northeast High Talent Show. Like yeah, you said, it's, see the show. Yeah. it's a really good cause. Um, it, um, it really does tell the kids that somebody cares about them and uh, and we're just you know we're trying to we're trying to really make the uh, the educational experience as good as it can be for for everybody in the country and Very for nice. additional donations you'll do some pictures and autographs and stuff yeah, like we'll that take well. anything all right we'll awesome anything. and if you want to donate uh if you want to donate yeah you know there is a way to donate uh, uh to uh, to the cause in any case um let me uh, I, um I will have my uh, my uh, uh, person call you. That's a good okay. idea. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, right, we'll, we'll, we'll put, put it up on the site. Call you with some information. Yeah, we'll that, put that okay? on our. our... Hey, hey, listen. Yeah. And if you guys want to come see the show in New York, you're going to be in New York. Let me know. I'll get you tickets to see the show. Honeymoon in Vegas. You'll Done deal. Can Where... I bring my dad? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Bring your father. Yeah. <laughs> where's that? Where's that playing again, Tony? My, my show is on uh, at the Nederlander, uh, Nederlander. Theater on sure. 41st and 7th. Uh, it's called Honeymoon in Vegas. Excellent. Very nice. Great room. Yeah. Been and you know, by the way, the star of the show is from Philadelphia. His name's Rob McClure. He was Chaplin on Broadway. He won. He uh, was Tony nominated. Oh. Kids Magic. Oh, I know. that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm familiar with this guy. Okay, Excellent. cool. All right. Well, yeah, we oh, he's ma- Let me tell you something. He, he, he aggravates me because he makes me, he reminds me of how I used to feel. <laughs> I want to kill him. You, you, He's you, one of the great kids of all time. You, you despise him because of his youth. That's why. All right. His hey. youth. Yeah. His youth is bothering me. Tony, we're going to put you on hold for just a second. Our producer, Marissa, is going to talk to you for a moment. But uh, we'll send people in the direction of both the uh, the show and uh, both of those shows, Broadway and uh, Northeast High School. But thanks for checking right, in, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. I appreciate it. All right. You better Tony Danza, Yay! guys. Nice. <laughs> So uh, Marissa's going to try and grab his info if we do want to go see it. You should take your dad to see that show. I would love to. And I didn't. Uh, He'll never do. Somebody it. texted in. Was that rude of me saying that? To no, 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 no. I thought no, it was no. fun. It's a funny story that I've told yeah. on the air a number of times. And, and it's I, just such a random. And not, it never came with any reason. Yeah, it's I, sort I, of on the equivalent of tweeting something mean to somebody. Yeah, it's a little, I mean, it's a little rude. <laughs> I didn't think so. Listen, you, you, you don't hate him. You were just no. saying you, you thought it was and, kind of interesting and. and and it got some fun response. I love Thank that he you. said, bring your father. Yeah. <laughs> bring your father. And, and you, you, your preamble to it was you can't please everyone. Right. So, and my yeah. mom is a teacher, and I have an enormous amount of respect for uh, two, uh, for Tony for doing what he did in Northeast High. Do you want, want me to tell you what I think happened? I think Tony got to your mom before your dad did. Yeah, <laughs> probably. By the way, been. somebody here wants your, your dad and, and Tony to fight. Okay. Uh, so maybe we could arrange that. Yeah, I think we know who'll win now. We used to box. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Anyhow, we're, let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back in just a moment and say that. 